It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Oh, folks. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> welcome to, well, it's already started. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan, Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. Um, this is your Wednesday episode. I was, <laughs> hey, I was, I, I, but this is going to be a long episode, so just buckle in. And I don't, I, you know what? I'm not going to even apologize. You know what? If this is your, <laughs> this is your thing, just buckle in. You know, we're going to talk about Met Gala today. We're going to do a summer house finale recap. Uh, I'll, I'll mention a second about New Jersey since that aired tonight. The thing was, I was going to do the Met Gala thing, and then I had so many notes, and then I was like, you know what? Let's let's wait to see if any Met Gala party things happened that were insane. And there was only like three things that I found really interesting, not even really interesting, just interesting in any sort of way. Uh, but we'll talk about that. And I remember, I also, I just want to point out to you guys, as you know, if you listen to the show, I think it'll be fun to hear me talk about the Met Gala because I have no personal style or fashion sense. You know what I, I'm like, wait, where were all the ironic t-shirts? Where was all the old Navy fits on the, uh, the old red carpet? Didn't see any of that stuff. I saw a lot of bull. Hey, people are wearing old people's dresses. I mean, Kim wore a dead person's dress. Like, my God, next year she's going to actually wear Marilyn Monroe's skin. Like, that's where we're headed, folks. I mean, this Met Gala is going to put some laws down. Speaking of laws, and I'll just get this out of the way up top, and I know I can hear some people potentially already rolling their eyes. But just know, uh, I know I have a primarily female listenership, and I, um, I am very proud of that, and I don't take that lightly. Uh, this country is wild, man. This country is wild. This co- country is also based on freedom. I view freedom uh, as a very specific thing and as a white straight dude. I've had a lot of things in my favor my entire life. Things that I didn't really even realize because that's what privilege is. You don't even realize it. And it's not my fault. Um, but But if I do have a platform... And we have a small one here. Uh, I want you guys to know I'm an ally and I do believe in uh, freedom of choice. I, I believe in a woman's right to choose. And this is uh, not me getting up on a soapbox because I know uh, at the end of the day, I'm never going to have to myself personally make a decision um, that uh, – is one of the hardest decisions that you would probably ever have to make in your life. And I will never know um, what that has to feel like. But I do believe in a woman's right to choose. And I believe in um, in access to health care that, um, that is not only affordable, but is safe. And I don't want more people to be injured because of laws put in place, especially in 2022. We've come so far as a people and I just don't want to slide back. And I also get nervous uh, with this Roe v. Wade decision that could possibly come down is it could affect more than just uh, remember this decision. It could affect gay rights. It could affect all rights in a way. And um, I don't know, like I'm just kind of one of those people where I truly believe, uh, I truly believe People have the freedom to love who they want to love. It's not my business as long as, you know, like, listen, if you're an asshole to one of my friends and you 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 love that friend and you treat him like a dick, then fuck you. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I believe you can love who you want to love. I believe 
I mean, you guys know what I believe, but I just wanted to say that up top that, of course, um, it is one of those weird things. I kept seeing that uh, sentiment online on Monday night because uh, the Roe v. Wade thing came down right at the same time that we were talking about the Met Gala online. And it's such a bizarre, but also a, a bizarre thing about the world that we shouldn't make fun of. We should recognize and we should step into that, right? That's where we're at. Let's not be scared of things, but let's face them. And I say that to myself more than I say that to anybody else because I tend to not deal with things. But man, that this is what's happening. And like, let's let's step up to it. Let's, you know, I, I still had no problem making shitty jokes about the Met Gala and I don't have problems with that now because to me that is escapism and that is art and that is kind of what art is all about and has been uh, for me, you know, is a reprieve or something to inspire, something to... Um, uh, make my heart sore and none of the dresses last night made my heart sore. I mean, that pink outfit that dude wore was kind of cool. No, um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I know we live in a ridiculous society and I think, um, things like this, you know, where we're actually able to gather and talk about that. Whereas I might've once found it silly. I love being silly on here, but I don't, I don't think the effects of this are silly. I think this is good. I think this is good for me. It could be good for you and podcasts in general. Like even if it's not this one that's good for you, there's one out there that is going to speak to you. Um, this is a little all over the place because I was just dealing with a lot of frustration um, when I heard this and when I read this. And, and it, you know, isn't it just so frustrating? It's like we pay all of these people, whether it be fucking Democrats or Republicans or whatever, we pay them to take care of us. And all we end up doing is just fighting ourselves. And I get the same damn emails from both parties asking for more money. And it's like, dude, take your, take care of yourself at this point. I'm supposed, you're supposed to make my life easier. You're supposed to make the people around me, you know, the people I care about their lives easier. And I feel like, man, and I don't know if that's just a product of growing up and uh, getting older or the times that we live in, but I feel like, man, we focus so much of our time on just protecting our rights. And I know there is a great debate to be had. And some people I truly respect that have differing views than I do. And remember, I'm not trying to shout anybody down. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to say a personal opinion. And also, it's more than a personal opinion. It's just a right that I feel like women have the right to have autonomy over their bodies. Okay, that's all I wanted to say up top of the show. Um, and if you turned it off already, then you're going to miss all the goofy fun we're about to have. Alex kissed Sierra at Summer House, and I I grossed. I was like watching a brother kiss a sister. It was like in Return of the Jedi when Luke Skywalker, like, you know, they, they've Luke and Leah, they're spoiler alert, if you, you guys like Star Wars, they turn out to be brother and sister. And then it was like, wait, in the first movie, there was like this like kiss happened. It was like really bizarre. And you could tell, like, they're, <laughs> wow, just really got off course there. <laughs> um, how are you guys doing? Are you good? Okay, listen, let's just have fun. Let's get into this. Um, I was going to rush something out mid-afternoon after I had kind of settled with all of the information. And then more information kept coming in about the Met and Summer House in New Jersey. And then I was like, damn it. Fine, I just I won't do the show today. I'll just worry about the show today, and then I'll do the show tonight for Wednesday, and I will give these people a reprieve. If you don't want a reprieve, remember you can go to the Patreon. There's more episodes, uh, bonus episodes over there. Um, and uh, gosh, it's so weird. I've been doing this now for over two years, and I still get worried 
it's and I get you know the more this gets bigger, you get more and more worried about saying how you feel, you know, and I don't mean in terms of cancellation or anything. like that's all bull, you know, like I don't really truly believe in cancellation and I'm not popular enough to be canceled uh, in any kind of um, effective way. You know, I'm not Tinks, <laughs> but it's one of those weird things. I never want to be worried about saying how I feel. Uh, and remember, even if you disagree with me, um, that's okay. That's, you know, that's disagreement is a part of life, period. And I always suggest people go find their bliss, their voice or whatever. But I also do know that I've listened to, I was a huge fan of Howard Stern and I don't get to listen to him nearly as much as I used to. Um, and it's, it's kind of sad. Actually, I used to listen to him every day at work and it's just, my life is so different now, but I remember there would be many things that he would be going on a rant on and I would just be rolling my eyes and I would be kind of like, oh, fuck you, Howard. And I would be, you know, but it was never one of those things that I would ever stop listening because that's what you do with family. That's what you do with friends is that you have disagreements, you know, you want to hear and you can take that information in, see how you process it. And, 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 uh, you know, figure it out from there. But that's what we're doing here. And I know I've joked a lot about people or that one review with Sophie about uh, that I, I lived in a left-wing bubble. And and listen, I mean, that's, I could be true in some ways. Uh, this is what I've always believed, though, uh, even when I lived in Kansas and even when I lived in Arizona. Uh, remember, I'm middle America, you guys. Uh, <laughs> I just happened to wind up in California. Um, okay. Let's get into this because we have so much ridiculousness and I feel like the week is slipping away and we got two more shows that I got to do after this. I got great guests this week. I like I have like three or four banked right now that I can just release at any time, but I just feel weird releasing it without any kind of like intro or outro or whatever. I don't need, you know, it's neither here nor there how the show's made. Um, a couple of things. I watch Real Housewives of New Jersey, um, the reunion part one tonight. And Jersey is so interesting, and it's so frustrating in a different way than other Bravo shows are frustrating. Do you notice that? Where it's 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 frustrating. It's it's that same thing I was just talking about in terms of family, right, you guys? Where it's like these guys kind of are our family, and I get really fucking frustrated with them. Man, like Teresa, like listen, I might upset some people. Oh God, this what if this is my most controversial episode ever? All you tree huggers out there, listen. The show will not be able to grow anymore if Teresa remains on this cast. It's just not. And they have two choices. They can make it the Teresa show, which is it is right now, but then cast around Teresa, you know, because I'm just so tired of hearing the same bullshit from Teresa. And the thing is, she has provided us with some of, if not the best moments in Housewives history. I have so much respect for her putting that show on the map, helping Bravo along, iconic moments, what she's gone through as a wife, as a mother, as a daughter. I mean, we saw her go through so many things and like that, like, dude, it's like your service will always be honored, Teresa. I do also want to say that I think that Teresa, um, is one taco short of a, 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 you know, a three taco platter or a combination plate. I don't think she is the smartest bulb in the bunch, and she doesn't have to be. Teresa is going to be successful no matter what. But I can't, I'm tired of 
watching people fight with and her fight people and none of it makes sense. You can tell she's not understanding it. You can tell she's not taking it in. She's a complete hypocrite when it comes to her relationship with Melissa. I mean, listen, at this point, you guys, like, I mean, like, I don't care if you don't like Melissa, but it's like getting gross. Like, Teresa literally treats her like a piece of shit. And Melissa has played her game for so long, and I'm glad that the, at least even in this reunion, it was reminded that the, you know, not the gloves came off, but it's like, yeah, we're not that close, Teresa says to Melissa. And that she's not going to have Melissa in her wedding party, even though uh, Joey is going to be in Louis' uh, groomsman. But she's not going to have Melissa, because they're not that close. How, I mean, you've been on a fucking show. I mean, like, even just for the show's sake, it's like, really? Really, Teresa? Like, I feel like, and, and she's all talking about it in a love bubble, but I've never seen somebody more angry on television this year. I mean, constantly you can say, well, they're always coming at her about Louie. Good. Guys, wake up. Everybody needs to wake up. Period. Everybody needs to wake up right now. Louie is a bad guy. I'm so sorry. I've, I've spoken positively in certain ways in the sense of, wow, he's almost fooled me. I don't care. He's a bad guy. He's been a bad guy to a lot of women. A lot of women. There is a string of bodies that is called a pattern. That's what that is. Not all those women are lying. Period. Like, honestly, that's what it is. And you saw how she treated Dolores. Dolores wasn't even invited to the engagement party. You could tell Dolores is like getting tired of Teresa even, which that should be a clue more than anything else. Because that's, you know, that's a friendship that we've seen Dolores be loyal and Teresa to demand loyalty. And we see that slipping away. And remember, all of Teresa's friends, think about all the past. Think about, I mean, she's truly the Bravo bone collector. Think about all of the people lined up that Teresa used to be friends with. You know, Caroline Manzo. I mean, all you know, all of all of these past cast members. And I, I mean, I feel like that's what we're going to see next is the dissolution of the Dolores-Teresa relationship. But she's got that show in a stranglehold. So it's just not. It's like I, I, I'll, I'll watch until the show's. I mean, believe me, like I said, I'm going down with every one of these shows ships. I'm never going to not be. I'm not one of those people. Like I said, I will stay in relationships way past their expiration date and Bravo will be no different. Um, that's just how I am. But it's not enjoyable, and we take too much time slowing down for Teresa. And, you know, even Andy, and Andy's so sweet and nice to Teresa. You can tell the love is really, truly there. But even Andy's like, yo, I just want you to get a prenup for, you know, like, I care about you. And he, you know, listen, he he can say shit like that because he's like, what, you're not going to talk to me anymore? Like, he loves her, but at the same time, he doesn't have to live with her uh, or be around her every week. Um, but here's the, the thing is, I don't even know how much more of Teresa's story I truly want to see because I feel like we do know how this story ends. I mean, really, I feel like we do know how this story ends and I'm not trying to be pessimistic or anything like, man, I dude, do you know, like the reason why I get frustrated or the, the way any of us Bravo fans get frustrated is because we love Teresa so much. I mean, that truly comes from a place of love, not wanting to see this person get hurt. And literally every step of the way, all of this mountain of evidence, which you're going to see in part two, is that this dude isn't great. I think this dude has a lot of mental issues. 
I mean, we all do, of course. But I, I mean, I, I just think he's had this for a long time. If you've seen even the guy's most recent videos that have been leaked, the guy has a patter that he does with everybody. It's like, I'm so happy, you know, I, uh, you know, you have changed my life. You have made it so much better for me and my son, my family. It's always like, it's like you're out on a fucking beach with your shirt off and your hair looking like Kramer sunburned like a California raisin. And you're like, I would like to marry you if that is okay with you, please. And this isn't even a Teresa. This is one of the other ladies. This dude has been around the block. And I'm sorry if this dude was like, listen, man, I've made so many mistakes. I have been such a dick. And you literally have saved me. Like you made me realize, like he doesn't really admit he blames it on these other ladies. And guys, I, you know, the funny thing is, it's like, I think we all know somebody that's either done that to us or, or, or you've seen that done to one of your friends And just because somebody comes off decently on TV, that don't mean shit. Remember that it's like, it's like social media. We show you what we want people to see. And Louis is a walking social media app. But even in that sense, he's still, the facade crumbles. You'll see it crumble sometimes, and it's really eerie. So in that sense, I don't really have much to say about the reunion except for Teresa because that's all it was really primarily focused on. I mean, Joey came out, and he was like, listen, come on, listen, listen, listen. You know, hey, what, you, you know, you're going to disrespect me? Listen, listen. You know, wow, that's getting pretty good, Ryan. Damn. <laughs> Which, by the way. I know we do the Kardashian recaps on here, and some people refuse to listen to them, but I do want to say I am so proud of my Scott Disick imitation, so I'm going to do it right here, just in efforts to, because I know some of you guys won't listen, so I want to do it because I'm so busy. Hey, what's going on, man? I'm Scott Disick. Why does Courtney do this to me, man? It's like I date these 23-year-olds to, um, because I'm sad, man. I'm sad about Court. Who's in her forties and uh, young skin, man? That's where it's at. No. <laughs> but Joey's like, "Come on, hey, Tariq, hey, hey, hey! I've always, I've always respected you, Tree. Why, why, hey, why are you not respecting me? I quit, I quit." And then he walks off in a huff. But he'll be back next week. Um, I just get frustrated because I feel like the show can be so much more, and all these other women's personalities really aren't able to shine through. Because there's a huge Teresa cloud covering the entire show. So I figure you can give Teresa a spinoff, whatever, or give Teresa New Jersey. Give her the whole thing, but you're going to have to let go four of those ladies just right off the top. And cast around her. Cast her friends. Cast the people. You know, like, I feel like if you're going to let her, if you're going to make this her show or what it seems like it is, then just let her have, let, let her have the show. Like, give it to her. Get her in on casting. Let's see who her friends are and and how that works out. But other than that, it's just hard to focus on anything else because we have so much history with this person. I mean, it truly is a relationship. Think about that. Think about, or even using a summer house example, you know, Kyle and Amanda kept saying, we've been together six years and this is what six years is like. Well, we've been with Tree. uh, I mean, how long? We've been like 12 or 13 years with Teresa. I mean, it's a relationship. So it's like, we're dealing with that kind of effects of being around somebody and knowing somebody so well, or what we think of her as so well through the same patterns of behavior on television. So I think it's very frustrating for the audience. And we're so focused on this person because there's so much time invested in, 
And when you can't make sense of a person's decisions or their rationale, it gets even more frustrating. And Teresa is one of those people that you just can't make sense of. She doesn't make sense a lot of the times. She's a very emotional feeling person. I know how hard and much she loves her daughters, all of this stuff. But if you ask Teresa to make sense of her feelings or explain something, you're not going to get, you're not, it's not going to make sense. It's not. And it's frustrating because you have other people there trying to make sense of things and you can't argue with somebody that doesn't take things in and listen. That's it. That's it. Woo, man, I should have recapped Jersey this season. Damn. Okay, that was my uh, my jo- my joysy thoughts. Uh, part two, of course, will be airing uh, next week, which it's actually a three part reunion. And I wish they would do like remember when Vanderpump Rules this past season did back to back nights. It was like two parts, and you were in and out on a Tuesday and a Wednesday or a Monday and a Tuesday. And I was like, nice, my mind can free up for some other shit that I can put in there. <laughs> um, so. Oh man, we got another two weeks of this. And you guys, just as this is your this is your week countdown. Next Wednesday, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, baby. The season premieres. I was there, and I know I can find this out myself real quick, but did I it was on Wednesdays last season too, right? Did I release my recaps on Thursdays or Fridays? Do you guys remember? I love that I <laughs> I still love to this day that I will literally wait. I'll be, hey, do you guys remember what I did? And then I'll go, oh, nobody's, okay, nobody's actually uh, there right now. No, they're somewhere else. Uh, so you, we will start next week, you guys. And I am so excited for this to begin. And I'm so excited that I hope I'm not going to disappoint myself. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're just like, fuck yeah, man, let's do this. And then you get to the actual thing and you're like, uh, and I remember last Beverly Hills, remember it was like a slowish build. I mean, it started good, but it didn't start great. But then I was thinking this week and I don't know if you guys have already thought this or if I'm just insane, which yeah, no, we know the answer, but it was such a good season. I mean, just, we had the, Tom flipped his car three times. You know, like we had, I mean, monologues that we'll never get, we will never get again. We, you know, Tom's house was broken into by a bird. Like we had all of this, all of this goodness. We had the Kathy dinner where she went at Sutton. We, I mean, we just, it was so beautiful in so many ways. Erica and Garcelle on top of a mountain, you know, like, did you know? I didn't know. Anything. Remember? Remember that mascara falling down Erica Jane's face like like an old school movie villain. You know, like it was just so it it can't be that good again. I'm scared. I'm scared. Like it's just like will we get those good of monologues, you know? We know we're gonna get some stuff, but I just I get nervous. I don't know if you guys get I it's like this is what I imagine, and this is probably why I'm not a father yet, is that I imagine this is what it's like watching one of your children do like like a like a big game or a big speech at school or I don't even know what do you get nervous about your you know you want your kids to do good and this is like I feel like I'm just I'm having like pre-show jitters for them like I'm like I hope you guys brought it this season I hope you did come on Whew. 
Anyways, uh, this Met Gala. Now, like I told you, I am not a man of fashion. That is, I'm saving that uh, for later in life. Uh, if anybody wants to help me out, please let me know. And also, if anybody wants to, if anybody has a men's clothing company that wants to sponsor the show and dress me, I would let my dream, you guys, is to do one of those montages from an 80s film where they go to a mall and then... You just do those in and out of closets and, you know, you're like either smiling or the person like looking at you like, nope. And then the other person's like, yep. And they have their thumbs up like that is a like actually what I'm saying. I don't I get really shitty at like I get really nervous at (laughs) never mind. Scratch that. Anyways, I'm just saying if anybody has a men's clothing company out there listening, please consider fully uh, dressing me. As I'm in my basketball shirt. And at this point, you guys even know what I'm wearing. Like, I rotate, like, four sweatshirts. And it's becoming summer. And I'm like, I'm going to have to not be able to wear these anymore. Like, it is... I wear, there's like a rotating thing of three basketball shorts and four sweater things. And then sometimes if I'm feeling, you know, jaunty or pretty, I'll bust out like a new t-shirt. Not new. I mean, it'll be a t-shirt from seven years ago, but I'll be like, let's wear something new today. And then I'll put the shirt on. Then I'll immediately put a sweatshirt over it. (laughs) This Met Gala, it's stupid as hell, huh? No, I'm just, you know, no, I want to say the Met Gala, before I get into this, I do want to say I realize I love people digging things. That's what the show is all about. Like love, like just leaning in to the things that we love dearly. And I, I, I didn't realize how deeply fashion is loved. I, I just, because I don't get to experience much of it myself, but like really people genuinely look forward to this Met Gala. I've had people in my life that I care about that like genuinely look forward to this day. And so I do want to give it respect in that sense of like, Yo, man, I get what it's like to geek out and to love something so hard and to look forward to something. And and in that sense, I hope this gave you everything that you wanted. I hope this blew you off your coal mining ass and that you fell in love with fashion all over again. I sadly did not. Now, the theme for this thing, they have a theme every year, I guess, is uh, we talked about it on Monday, the Gilded Age. Now, uh, a lot of people didn't really follow the theme. Uh, Some people followed it to a T. Who? I don't know. I guess the winner of the whole night for me you got to go Kylie. You got to go Kylie Jenner. I mean, the to wear a wedding dress with a backwards baseball cap with mesh netting over it. Come on, man. The mystery, the drama. Holy shit. Who let her go out like that? I mean, I'm sorry. That's not much. This is a family that preaches family, yet they always let each other look the stupidest they could possibly look in their lives. And it's almost like they encourage each other or almost they're like laughing laughing at each other of like, Courtney's like, okay, shit, that's going to make me look better. Like, it was almost like, did they draw straws? And they're like, oh, Kim's the only one that can look presentable. You know, like, I mean, I mean, Kendall, I guess, but then Kendall did the bleached eyebrows thing. I, guys, the bleached eyebrows thing, we got to stop it. Amelia Hamlin did it, you know, and, and you're welcome, Amelia, for even bringing you up. But she did that like six months ago. It's, listen, it's for a very simple reason. It scares the shit out of me. I don't know. I think I saw something as a kid in a horror film with a guy with no eyebrows. I think it was called The Hills Have Eyes. And ever since then, I've not been able to look at a male or a female without eyebrows. And I'm so sorry. I know I probably have a huge listenership with no eyebrows. And I'm not, uh, you know, I don't know what to say about that. I'm, uh, you know, but 
listen, I don't even have thick eyebrows, but I know they're necessary. I know that we need them. I'm not willing to give up on eyebrows. I mean, you know, we talked about Calabasas having a belly button thief with Kim and those skims last week. Well, now it has a fucking eyebrow thief. And Kindle, I need to get Kindle Jenner's eyebrows back. This is ridiculous. And just it's scary. If Kindle walked around my kids, which I don't have kids, but if I did have them, I would never let them around Kendall Jenner without eyebrows. I'd be like, Kendall would be like, can, can I stop over? And I'd be like, I'd prefer if you did. And she'd be like, why? I'm like, well, I saw that you don't have eyebrows, re- you know, recently. And I don't, I just don't think the kids are ready for that. They're, they're only 17 and 18 years old and they're just not ready for that. Um, so I saw a picture of all of them together, like the Justice League of um, overprivileged kids. And it looked like there was no, you know, you, you think of the Met Gala has this like gilded, gilded era, gilded age. And there's like this whole theme. And then it's like a family, you know, like that's, that's a theme, right? Family. Like, so you're like, oh man, they're going to fucking come out with a whole theme. Like it didn't even look like they communicate. It didn't even look like they were family. It didn't look like they even had communicated in years. Like I'm shocked they even noticed each other on the carpet. Like I was like, nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. We're going to get to some of the other looks in a second, but like anything, the Kardashians suck all of the pop culture air out of the room. This is the first year they were invited to the Met Gala by Anna Wintour, the uh, the head of Vogue. Um, Anna's got to be getting up there, doesn't she? Isn't it? And Anna Wintour, if I'm not mistaken, is the uh, inspiration of the Meryl Streep character in Devil Wears Prada, I believe. Um, and I hear she's just a real, t- she's a real tough cookie. And... Uh, of course, this is the year that Andre Leon Talley passed away. And I don't know, did they were, I know they did a tribute to him last week, but I didn't know if he was uh, brought up at all. I couldn't find any mentions of him, which was unfortunate um, because I know he was always at these events and loved them so much. So, uh, so this is the first year that uh, Chloe and Courtney got invited even. And uh, so the big one, the, the one that got all the PR juice and if you look deeply into this, it's just wild, is that Kim Kardashian, the rumor came out uh, a couple days ago that she was going to be wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress, the Marilyn Monroe dress that uh, she sang, you know, happy, like to dear, uh, it's the dress that uh, she sang happy birthday, Mr. President to JFK in 1962. And Ripley's, believe it or not, in Florida lent her the dress. Uh, supposedly uh, weeks ago, she found out she could not fit into the dress, so she lost 17 pounds. And that is right, folks. She did all in by Teddy Mellencamp. Uh, Teddy gave her permission to eat two cucumbers and a tiny glass of water this last three weeks, and Kim did it. She lost 17 big ones. No, she, I mean, she didn't do all in. I don't know what she did by rich people stuff. But first off, it's like this is what I said with the Kardashian show. It's like at this point. Like, it's kind of exciting on the, you know, through the looking glass. You're just like, okay, that's, yeah, that's pretty, that's very Hollywood. That's like you're trying something new. And by the way, I do appreciate people trying things. Now, I don't think this necessarily fit into the Gilded Age theme. Uh, but yeah, sure, man. Like, yeah, like that's a uh, Marilyn Monroe icon, right? But isn't it interesting that Kim always, Kim doesn't ever seem to have her own looks. It's always like it's a throwback to another icon of some sort. You know, is that she'll and I, and I like that. I love homages, but it's like sometimes I wonder what I mean, we saw Kim's original personal style before Kanye. But listen, I love people that try things. So um, but there is this whole argument, right, of like, oh, how 
dare she? She should not be in that dress. That is a relic, which, by the way, isn't the Met Gala about, like, preserving these kinds of dresses? And also, how did that that dress is over at Ripley's, believe it or not, in Florida? The the wax museum? My God. <laughs> what? Wait, does that wax museum need to be investigated? I feel like they shouldn't be having that. Like, it's the one where people just walk through and, like, pose with wax figurines, which, by the way, I love. I would do that in a heartbeat. I, I, I would. But this, they bought it, I guess, for $4.81 million, Ripley's, believe it or not, which I'm just like, should they have sold it to Ripley's? I feel, feel like a private collector should buy I don't know. So she, when she realized she didn't fit, she was forced to put herself on a strict diet and lost 16 pounds. Courtney uh, Kardashian revealed that Kim had a secret dressing room in order to keep it all under wraps. Guys, th- I mean, I just love that more work went into this. I mean, this is truly their job. But it does feel like, and I always say, it it just feels like we're watching somebody live out their dreams as opposed to true talent. Now, this isn't the conversation of, you know, talent versus fame. um, But there is a difference when I'm proud of somebody for doing something amazing and, uh, you know, losing 70 pounds so they can fit their ass into uh, Marilyn Monroe's old dress that Marilyn Monroe was very proud of and that took a lot of time to, you know, Mar- that was a very special dress to Marilyn Monroe. So co-opting somebody else's special dress, I think it's a cool idea. Um, but even that, you know, like, so her ass wasn't able to fit into it and she did need to have like a little like mink shawl around her ass. And there's like this funny picture that Maritza sent that I think we think is her that of like of it open and her butt sticking out. Now, the thing is, you're like, oh, how did Kim lose 16 pounds? Dude, she probably like her guys. I, I was watching this TikTok video of Kim's old ass. You guys, it had its own area code. Like, let's, like, we've got to, it's, it's like Louis and Teresa. Louis's a bad guy, to, you know, and uh, Kim had a big old ass that was probably fake and she got it removed. Her BBL got dissolved. Like, let's just not, let's not kid each other. Let's not lie to each other. And also, it's okay. Jack Harlow got a chin implant, the rapper. It's okay. He looks better with it, right? But Kim now has decided the BBL does not serve her or the Kardashian family. Oh, my God, Chloe! did you see her? Poor Chloe is almost like a stick figure now because of all the working out, but also she dissolved her butt. Like, these things were gigantic, and if you don't believe me, please go back. Just type in Kim Kardashian at. No, you know what? Don't do that. You might get fired from work. But, you know, when the privacy of your own home, just, like, look, what did Kim's butt used to look like? Maybe that would be a good Google search. And... It's just gigantic, folks, and it's nothing weird. But I'm like, maybe that's where the 16 pounds went, that butt. But it still didn't fit. And also, the other funny thing was she still, she's, Kim Kardashian is 5'2", you guys, 5'2". And she had to wear high heels to wear a five, to to be five foot five. And they have these pictures. She could barely walk up the red carpet. But guys, you didn't even notice any of that. Like, Kim has poise now. Kim knew what she was doing. Kim was directing Pete, uh, which you almost forget about Pete. I was watching videos. People were like, oh my God, it's so cute. Look at them joke with each other while she's trying this on. Cause she told him to take off. He was wearing two baseball hats. Cause he's like a prop comic, like carrot top. And she goes, she, he goes, I know, take one of the hats off. Cause you're taking pictures. And she's like, yeah. And everybody's like, that's so cute. Uh, it's, it's weird. You guys, it's weird. I mean, come on. Did you see Pete Davidson's tattoo? 
Like, I made a TikTok video of it, which, by the way, so bad it's good with Ryan B on TikTok. I'm trying. I feel like an old fuddy-duddy on there, but it's fun. And I, I woke up on Monday, I think it was, or maybe it was Sunday, but it was like Pete Davidson looked way too dark. It was a tanning... Uh, spray tan gone deadly wrong or maybe he just sort of stayed in and not posed for pictures with John Stewart on Sunday night and it 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 was shocking and if you don't know please go look at that TikTok video I made cuz it's shocking to me and you're just like do remember when Pete Davidson said the thing about Ariana Grande in 2020 when he was just he made that comment about spray tanning. He said this after dating Ariana Grande in a comedy bit. And he said, Can you imagine if I did that? My career would be over tomorrow if I spray painted myself brown and hopped on the cover of Vogue magazine and just started shitting on my ex. That is a direct quote from Pete Davidson. Um, because Ariana Grande did that on Vogue magazine. And it's so funny how the tables turn. I hope he sent Ariana a big apology and goes, now I get it. Now I, now it's cool. Now it's cool. But it is funny. The Kardashian effect is starting. Uh, one of my favorite glow-ups, uh, not the now, but back then, was the original um, Benifer when Ben Affleck and J-Lo first got together. And the glow-up, if you guys don't remember that, during the movie Daredevil, when he did that movie, the glow-up was insane. Like, we were used to the Goodwill hunting Ben Affleck. And all of a sudden, this dude's, like, three-piece suit in it. has got the spray tan, the perfect hair. And it was like the J-Lo effect. And I, the Kardashian effect, but it's, it's interesting because, listen, Kanye, Kim was Kanye's doll. Like, dress-up doll. And I feel like maybe Kim is trying, going to start trying to do that to Pete, or in small ways already has. But I just don't think it's going to have um, a, <laughs> as good of an effect. You know, like, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be as positive. Like, if the spray tan is any indication, we're in for a long and bumpy road, folks. We're in for a long and bumpy road. Uh, I don't know. So he was there. He did a great thing of being on, on his arm. But I just, the fakery of it all. Don't you want, I was watching the E! red carpet of the Met Gala thing and Lala Anthony. Pete, I love you, Pete. Oh, my God. It's just like the ass kissing. The ass kissing is so next level that it's like, call, everybody's, oh, everybody just loves each other. <laughs> I mean, Courtney, I'm just so happy she has Travis because I don't fashion wise. It just uh, it looked like four different outfits that never eventually it felt like that. Um, uh, as you guys, that's sci fi. But there was like a comic character Voltron. that was like five different pieces and they would come together to form one robot. And that's what it Courtney's outfit looked like. It was like four completely different pieces that somehow meant to come together, but never officially did. And uh, Travis was wearing a little, little skirt. He looked cool. But you know what? It's like, I'm it doesn't matter because she's in love and I love that for her. You know, that's what I think is, is cool about fashion where it's like Courtney went out there and rocked it. Like she didn't look embarrassed or scared. Chloe looked like she was on another, like she was disassociating completely. Chloe looked like she knew she shouldn't have been there, which is sad because I think Chloe has every right in terms of, I mean, she, uh, like it or not, is one of the most considered one of the most fashionable people now, I guess. I, I mean, that's just the reality of that situation. But she looked like she didn't deserve to be. She looked like she knew she didn't deserve to be there. But Courtney went out there and looked like she was having a blast with Travis. And so, you know, in a sense, and it's like, who cares if she doesn't look good? It looks like she's having a great time. And that makes me like her even more, you know? It's like how you come off. And that's why Kylie Jenner 
was the worst of the entire Met Gala for me. And I know this was a tribute, you guys. It was a tribute. Um, her outfit, it, um, it, it was to honor the, the, the late, great Virgil Abloh, um, who, of course, was one of Kanye's best friends, uh, an amazing uh, designer in his own right, had a tribute even for him at the Grammys. Uh, so Jenner's custom bridal ensemble included a full-tiered tulle skirt and a mesh T-shirt with the branded off logo at the bust. Instead of a traditional wedding veil, Jenner wore a backwards baseball cap, which was adorned with a mini veil and floral uh, applique work. A similar style closed the fall 2022 show, which was designed by Abloh before he died in November uh, at the age of 41. Um, and off-white was... Um, uh, Virgil's, uh, I guess, fashion company. Um, but here's the deal. It didn't work. It didn't work. I, I, I kept thinking, I was like, does this, I mean, but I will tell you this, I, I've not been able to stop thinking about that. Her, and also the, the, but the thing is she, she couldn't even pull it off personality wise. Kylie was another one that just looked like what she wanted to hide that, that the veil over her face, which I read today and I almost burst out laughing. It looked like, uh, the mesh that your bag of oranges that you buy are peeking out of, but like white. And she just looked like, it's like, she just looks like either her face is like not fully settled yet or just, it always just looks so mysterious. And so like, where am I? And it was just, it was just you know, it, it would be sad if it wasn't so funny because I saw these pictures of like a team of people working on her with the big, the the bottom of the dress. And I'm like, shit, everybody's got to look up top. Up top is where it's not working. The fucking baseball cap with the veil and stuff. The, 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 the train part or the, the course, what, what the fuck you call it? The mesh skirt part, the big skirt thing. Damn it. I don't know fashion. It's the big white thing, the dress part of it. The fucking, what the fucking thing? What is it called? It's the big thing. The, the train? Is that it? That part looked great. Damn, I don't know these words. God, can I have a fashion correspondent? for Anyway, that part looked fine. To me, it, where it really went off the rails was the, uh, the a league of their own look, you know, the softball league look. I was like, Kylie, are you... How's your team doing this season? Looks like you're really into it. You know, like why not why not do a catcher's mitt? Like why not just go all out at it? Like a white catcher's mitt. Come on, man. Like that's like let's throw it back, you know? Root for your favorite team, Kylie. Um so it to me it was just a mess. In fact, she changed into another white dress at the after party that looked way better. That I was like, why didn't you just go with this? This could have been so simple, you guys. Chris Jenner, her look was inspired by um, Jackie O, uh, JFK's wife, which is just like the Kennedy obsession all of a sudden. I also, did you ever want like Kim with the Marilyn thing? Do you think Kim's even watched Marilyn's movies? Or do you think, you know, like we're all inundated with pictures of Marilyn Monroe from the time of our birth. But has any of you guys actually ever watched her movies? I watched every one of them. Gentlemen's per Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, Some Like It Hot. Some Like It Hot is a great movie, you guys. Jack Lemmon in that movie is a revelation. So good. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> But I, I just wonder if, like, how big of a fan really are you? Are you just a fan of her photos, Kim? I do wonder that. And, and who knows? Maybe I, Maybe she just loves everything. Maybe she's just obsessed. I would love if uh, Kim did some Like It Hot, a reboot. Um, so she went as Jackie O. Corey Gamble was there. And, you know, 
I mean, does Corey give like Chris a thank you card the next day of like, thank you for letting me be your date at this beautiful serum? Like, I just feel like once again, the like, wait, why? And then you see Corey in the photo, like this one photo. I just kind of got disgusted because it was just like Kim and Elon Musk and Corey Gamble and Pete Davidson, you know, a real who's who. And there's two billionaires. You got Kim and you got Elon Musk, two billionaires just talking about working, just getting off their asses and working. And you have Corey Gamble just really as close to Elon as Kim is. And I'm like, uh, Corey, sit the fuck down. Corey, you're a thousandaire. You sit down. Like you get, you let, you ask Chris if she will allow you to stand next to her in this conversation, but you don't just poke your head into this. This is a conversation between two billionaires. You can see yourself out. You know what I'm saying? And then Pete's there with a goofy smile on his face because, yeah, like, I mean, I hope it. I, the, the sad thing is when Pete gets used to this shit, you know, in the last couple of weeks, he's had dinner with Jeff Bezos and Kim. And now Elon is one of his buddies. And this is the part where I was like, oh, Kanye, please do not read any coverage because Elon's Kanye's buddy, man. And Corey, you know, like, I just like I, I wonder if, you know. I wonder if Kanye's going to call Elon today like, yo, what the fuck, man? What the fuck were you doing last night? You were right next to Skeet and you fucking talked to them? You didn't threaten to kick Skeet's ass for me? Um, I was very happy that Kanye stayed away and has not said anything. Actually, this, to me, really, truly always impresses me because I feel like when he's quiet, he's actually doing real work on himself and probably the hard work. We all know that. People that deal with mental health and things like that, we all know the really hard work is done within and with others without, like, posting it and talking about it. Um, you know, it's like the real hard work is is the shit that you have to do when nobody is watching. And that's, I mean, gives me hope for Kanye and it makes me think, like, man, he's really, hopefully, potentially working on himself. I don't I, know how to respond to that. Well, I wasn't asking you, Apple Watch. My Apple Watch will do that. So I'll get so animated that it'll hit my Apple Watch and then it'll just start dictating what I'm saying. It's very interesting. Um, also, I was so happy Madonna didn't go there. Whew. Madonna, man. Madonna. I was looking at photos of Madonna at the Met Gala, Met Gala just nine years ago. Looked insanely gorgeous. Beautiful. Oh, I don't know if I talked about this on Sunday night, that Madonna clip of her at the Maluma concert that just happened. It's so weird. I forget what I talked to you guys about because it's all just... We talk so much that I, I sometimes – and I bring up so many different things in each episode that I'm like, did we talk about the Maluma concert where Madonna was the special guest and she was like grinding into Maluma with her butt? Maluma – I think I did talk I, – I talked about this. It's just – sorry. It's uh, it's just still on my mind. It's probably never going to leave my mind. So, no, the, uh, the after party thing. So, yeah, the Kardashians. But let's go to the other people. Let's go to some other looks. Uh, Billie Eilish was there, of course, with Phineas, and she looked very pretty. You know, people said she was one of the worst dressed, but I thought she did the Gilded Age look uh, kind of well, actually. Now, Jared Leto, Jared Leto came with a, a twin-like figure. Uh, I posted today on Instagram. It's like two long-haired bearded dudes. I don't know who this dude is, but they're wearing the same exact outfit, so they look like twins. And I wrote, the workest twins are looking rough. The Workers Twins, of course, were the twins on the first couple of seasons of Summer House. If you guys have not seen the first couple of seasons of Summer House, but watch it now, you need to go back. The Workers Twins were something, but Jared Leto, and Jared Leto was, he was, uh, he, everybody said this other dude was Jared Leto that was in this completely other bizarre outfit. And uh, everybody, even including myself, 
we all ran with Jared Leto. Like even I'm telling you to stop. Um, we all ran that this was Jared Leto. And I was like, I can't see it. But then I was like, uh, maybe because Jared Leto dresses fucked up to these things. And the fact is, you know, the fact that we're even questioning it <laughs> says something more than it. You know, like the fact that we were even like, I don't think that's uh, it doesn't look like Jared Leto at all. But you know what? Maybe like because the guy I mean, the guy came a couple years ago. Remember in that red Victorian dress outfit with his own head? He had like a head made of his own head and then carried it around. Come on, man. But, you know, Jared Leto wasn't that guy, but he managed to be fully creepy still by having this twin with him the whole night. Uh, So that was interesting. Um, Also, a lot of people uh, wrote to me that they were upset that I didn't bring up that Martha Stewart hung out with Kim and Pete at the correspondence dinner. And we got now a famous photo of all three of them where Martha's holding Pete's hands. Uh, Martha went on record to say like, you know, Pete, good guy. He's very like a homely guy, very unassuming. He called, she called Pete homely. And I'm like, that's right, man. You better, you better talk him down. Cause if I was Snoop, I'd be pissed. Like I was like, you going to let this fly Snoop, your girl, Martha Stewart, hanging out with Pete Davidson. But I love that photo. It, like to me, those are like the best pop culture photos. It's like mashups. The mashups I play at the beginning of the show. It's like things that don't belong together. But you're like, God, thank God they. This is just hits every button for me. Oh, also, Wendy Williams was at a Met Gala uh, after party, and and she said she vows that night. TMZ has her vowing that she will be returning to the air later this year. I have, I know so many Wendy Williams fans. So hopefully that is true. And hopefully she is in a safe, happy, healthy place where she can do that. Cause I still don't know what, what went down there. Okay. So we had the Jared Leto. That was an interesting one. So Sebastian Stan, the actor from Pam and Tommy, he was the one dressed in all pink. Now for me, this was a big miss, even though a lot of ladies were like big hit, but that's just because they're fucking horny for Sebastian Stan. To me, it's just like a big, I didn't know how it fit into the Gilded Age theme. Um, like, dude, I love Summerhouse. I'm into themes, just like the cast of Summerhouse. And I sometimes don't think these people fit the theme. You know, I just, I don't. Um, there were people that I didn't, oh, let's see. Um, uh, you know, it's so great. I was like writing handwritten notes and do you ever have that as <laughs> this podcast should just be called as I get older. Do you ever have that as you get older where, um, you look down at your writing and you're like, what the fuck? Like, I thought I was taking legible notes and these are not guys, these are not legible at all. Wow. Um, Lizzo was there. Cardi B was there. Nicki Minaj was there, folks. Um, Let's see some uh, other good moments here. Okay, this one stunned me. Like I said, not into fashion, but I was like, damn, Blake Lively. Now, Blake Lively was one of the chairs of this. uh, She was one of the co-chairs of this Met Gala. Her and her husband, Ryan Reynolds. But she had this beautiful dress, you guys, that when you opened up, it turned like to a different color. And supposedly it represented the oxidation of the Statue of Liberty when it looked like a penny uh, when they cleaned it. And then it was like the green color. And it was like this beautiful, you guys. It was so beautiful. I, I I don't know how to describe it. You guys saw it, but I just thought it was such a hit for me and it just was stunning. It took my breath away. And, and I really, and I'm not even, I don't even, I'm not, I don't, you know, like I have, I don't 
think neither here nor there of Blake Lively, you know, but she looked great. Vanessa Hudgens looked great. She was one of the first people on the carpet. Katy Berry, for me, was a miss, um, but uh, I don't know what you guys think. Gwen Stefani was in bright neon yellow, it kind of looks like, or like a neon color, you know. Okay, it's fine. Carly Kloss, uh, looking camp right into the eyes. She came into a black number with very dramatic black, smoky eyes. She looked fine. Rosalia, the uh, the singer, uh, looked amazing. Bella Hadid, kind of this black leather corset. Um, uh, she had this string of pearls on her uh, her left uh, foot, like right uh, right at the ankle. Um, Kim and Pete, we got Lena Lena Waithe. The uh, writer-actress uh, looked dope. She had this cool, like, blue satin jacket, like, encrusted with diamonds. Erica Badu kind of looked like she did her cat in the hat kind of a thing. She always wears a big hat. Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, the couple looked beautiful in white. Um, Olivia Rodrigo, she looked great. Um, I don't know why. She kind of had, like, this crimped, not crimped hair, just kind of dramatic eyes, crimped hair, uh, purple um, gloves, and it kind of like a purple sparkly dress. Man, this might even just be funny trying to hear me explain what this is because I'm reading with no description of the dress. So I'm literally just re- – <laughs> what my – okay, now. Oh, here's great. My my super lesbian, Cara Delevingne, 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 she came in this rat, uh, red – yeah, dark maroon red two-piece <laughs> – and then she painted her top gold. She had a cane, gold, and she has these huge gold things over her nips, uh, which thank you, by the way. That was, we did need that. But then it's weird. Like, you can still see some of her tattoos through the gold. So she kind of looks like C-3P. It's like, beep boop pop I'm Cara Delevingne. I'm here to lick pussy, <laughs> But we've tied it. Cara Delevingne, dude, she gets all the girls. She must have, she must know how to talk. A, like, I mean, she, literally. If I ever have a, I just, I'm just, I would be scared to bring anybody I was dating around Cara Delevingne. Like, like, I know she has a lot of dude friends and I wonder if they're like that. They're like, uh, I'm dating somebody new, Cara. She's like, bring him by. And I'm like, no, nah, we're good. We're going to just chill at home. Like, you know, like I would never do that. Cause it just seems like she, she just turns women. Like she just, it, it, it's amazing. But she dressed like uh, C-3PO with boobs with the uh, the red set. And just – but then I, I don't know if you guys saw the video of the after party. She was hanging out with Megan the Stallion. And there's all these paparazzi photos where uh, allegedly to me, she looked like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. She looked like she had a big red nose. So take from that what you will. And she just looked like she was really out of it in the video that I saw of the after party. So uh, Kara likes to party. Like, you know, Kara likes to party. Um, oh, this is – sorry. I just saw the <laughs> – I just – I'm like going through things. I just saw the Kylie Jenner photo again. <laughs> Emily Ratajatowski. She uh, – it kind of looks like a like an Aladdin theme. Look at all these like jewels and I don't know, man. I didn't. I wasn't feeling it. Uh, Lizzo looked cool. Lizzo brought her flute. Uh, she looked beautiful in. I don't know. This is like a like a black gown. And then it has this overcoat with uh, black <laughs> and gold gold leaves all around. <laughs> Literally, I'm not meant to describe fashion. Haley Bieber, you know, looked very classic and beautiful. White. There's some frilly stuff on her <laughs> white cape. 
Nicki Minaj is another one that wore the baseball cap and it just didn't for me didn't work. It did look better than Kylie. Like Kylie was all in white look and this is all in black. And um it kind of looks like the dress has some black swan elements to it and the belt buckle on Nicki Minaj's outfit is very very big. It's the biggest belt buckle I've ever seen. It's a very big belt buckle. And the black hat to me it just doesn't doesn't work. Jessica Chastain, this is actually the first time I've seen her. I didn't see her. She's wearing red with this like red hat thing. <laughs> this red hat thing. Bad Bunny, the uh, the Mexican actor, singer, um, who's selling out stadiums, by the way. He has like a kind of like a bouffant and he's wearing this brown skirt coat thing. <laughs> it's, it's, I guess you guys had to be there. <laughs> Cardi B all in gold as well. Um, Oh, Jodie Turner-Smith and Joshua Jackson, the couple, they look beautiful. She's wearing this, like, really (laughs) – this is so idiotic, and you guys are getting nothing from this. (laughs) She's wearing, like, this silver with some tassels, and then has, like, this kind of, like, light pinkish train that looks like fans out. It's really pretty, actually. Uh, Gigi Hadid looks like she's wearing, like, this – red puffer coat but it's like a puffer coat that extends 80 feet it's just like it's a really big puffer coat like very just real big sleeves you could fit like 30 arms in these sleeves um aquafina that's a miss for me um oh that's what i wanted dude this is how old i'm getting you guys is that this girl i was like who is this girl she was all over the interview it was this girl emma chamberlain I was like, she looks familiar, but I, did, I put it in my Instagram stories. I was like, who is this? Is it like a singer, an actor? And like, I'm usually pretty up on things, I thought. And I didn't know who the F this was. And it's this lady, Emma, this girl, Emma Chamberlain. And I guess she's like this huge YouTuber. And she was doing all the interviews for Vogue. She was having all these moments with like Jack Harlow and Kris Jenner. And they all know her. I have never, I have never, I, I don't know her at all. Like, how, what, how do I not know her at all? Like, what is wrong? Like, I'm, I'm literally letting life just pass me by. Like, and this, I'm not, I refuse to do this. I refuse to, I told you, I refuse to, you know, let pop culture be my technology in the sense that my parents don't know how to work new technology. I refuse to have pop culture be that way. If Emma Chamberlain's a part of pop culture, I'm going to know about her, damn it. And then I'm going to make fun of her. Uh, but I mean, I just didn't know what the big deal was. But then I was like, okay, fine. I'm, but that's the thing. I'm, I don't know. Like, I didn't know her or Tinks or these influencers. And then I, I I watch them for the first time and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get what the when do I get it. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. What are we doing? This person? We've deemed this person awesome. And I know I'm going to get mail tomorrow going, she is awesome. She helped me pick out my clothes. I don't know. So good. I'm sure she's amazing. I had just never heard of her. And now she's on my radar. So my eyes are on you, Emma Chamberlain. Um, who else? There were just so many damn people at this thing. I'm even seeing people for the first time. And I paid close attention, I think, for a lot of this. Um, Dakota Johnson was there. Miss Fifty Shades of Grey herself. Emma Stone looked very beautiful and simple. Uh, Cynthia Erivo, the actor, looked beautiful as well. Um, let's see here. Oh, uh, Maude Apatow. It was her for first Met Gala. She looked pretty- Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Sydney Sweeney was there and looked gorgeous. Um... I feel like my mom look gorgeous. I feel like my mom. She looked gorgeous. She did. But then somebody sent me a video uh, that the New York Times, they were, it was like a live video of people taking photographs on the red carpet. 
And they were saying like, best tits, let's see your tits. Like, and she was like laughing, like, ha 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 ha. And she was being catcalled at the Met Gala by a photographer who, by the way, they should have very strict rules on who is allowed to shoot those events. But I just, it's like, that's the shit you don't even think about. Like, wow. It's like this girl's, you know, one of her, I imagine one of your first, your first Met Gala, if you even get to see that rarefied air and she, Sydney Sweeney is probably still at the part of the career where she really appreciates all of this. You get on that moment and you're being talked about because of your tits. And I'm sure she gets that so much every day, uh, in her life, um, by so many gross, gross people that it is just wild that you're on a stage like that and is still getting catcalled and nobody's stopping it. It's like, dude, man, what a wild world we live in sometimes. And I thought that was so disappointing. Um, Oh, also back to Kim and Pete. Kim was like, after the after the award show, I'm going to eat pizza and donuts. And she literally had Joe's Pizza and an actual donut maker in the fucking hotel, like, make them personal pizzas and donuts. And I, all, I, all I kept thinking is just like, the Kim has to be taking the nastiest dumps today. And I know that's foul. I know a lot of you ladies don't like to hear, but it, like, seriously, nasty dumps. Like, literally, Pete's like, light, get, Kim, light a match. Like, Pete's like, maybe I'll get my own room. This is ridiculous. I feel like, I feel sick. I feel sick. But, like, if you're not eating anything, all of a sudden you're just shoving donuts and pizza down your gullet? Like, man, like, could you imagine she shits all Marilyn's dress? <laughs> no, you guys, she actually had a replica dress where she only wore the dress for, like, five or ten minutes up the red carpet. It was, like, a very small amount of time. And then, you know, went into the uh, custom-made one that was not Marilyn's because, you know, that is a piece of history. Um, and it's wild that, you know, she was loaned it. But it, it got the most PR of the whole night. So Kim did what she had to do. And in that sense, it's just like – I really, though, it's like I keep saying, like, we we got to get some celebrities or some talented people to come along to wrestle control away from this family. Like, I want them to be a part of pop culture, but they cannot be this much a part. It is becoming way, way too much. It's not only unhealthy for us, it's unhealthy for them. Like, honestly, this is, it's getting to be, it's, you know, it, it, there's got to be a stopping point, you know? This just. I, it feels it feels like how much farther are we going to go? Like I do not want, I do not want it to be Elon, Jeff Bezos, and Kim Kardashian. You know, like I don't even want Elon or Jeff. <laughs> um, so uh, also Cardi B actually had kind of an explosion today online because. There was this after party where Billie Eilish, uh, Cardi was like going buck wild and dancing on a, a table or like a bar or something and having a blast. And people were gathered around her just taking pictures of her. And Billie uh, was looking at those people taking pictures of her and going, so weird. It's so, why are they doing it? It's so weird. And people tried to make shit that Billie Eilish was saying that Cardi B is so weird. And Cardi B posted uh, Billie Eilish's text to her, her voice notes of going like, girl, I wanted you to know I was saying they were so weird. They're not going to have us fight. I love you, girl. And it was like a sweet message. But also, you know, Billy, well, she's like a 23-year-old kid or 22-year-old kid. And it pains me to – I would love to be in that same age category instead of saying that they're a kid. But she is a kid. And, it, you know, it. Cardi went on a rant today saying it's not worth it to be famous. 
You know, she's like, it's I want to be rich, but I do not want to be famous because this sucks. Even when I have a good time, people ruin it now by all the social media. And it's you're right. And it's like one of those things, too, because you can't really complain about it because, you know, there's only so much sympathy we can have for filthy rich people, you know, that are like literally shitting in Birkin bags. You know, like there's only so much sympathy. And she know and Cardi B knows that, too. So, but at the same time, she's a person, right? Most artists are sensitive and you have to say something about it, you know, and it's like you cry out, but you're crying out to people that are much poorer than you and, and don't have anything and are generally, genuinely excited. So that's why I thought it was a little short-sighted of Billie Eilish too, but I kind of chalk it up to age is, you know, her going, that's so weird. Why are they doing that? It's like, Billie, remember like you freaking out about Justin Bieber when you were a kid? Like I watched your documentary. That's how people freak out about Cardi B. That's how people freak out about celebrities. That's why you have a job. That's why you sell out stadiums because people want to do that behavior to you. And and one day they will not want to do that. And that's the day you'll probably be sad and worried. But it's a fucked up thing, man. Celebrity, all of this stuff, it's fucked up. That's why we study it. It's wild. And like, I totally understand what Cardi B is saying, you know, but at the same time, you know, like this is what, this is what you came for. This is what you wanted. And that's why you realize like these things, when they come true, they, they don't always turn out to be what you thought that they would be. And that's why I always say celebrities used to be aspirational. And that's where the world and celebrity uh, or politics and all of that stuff, it's, everything's blending so much that nothing's aspirational anymore. You know, it seems like everybody has the short end of the stick, even the rich people. And I know that's, I'm saying that very lightly, um, but you're just like, eh, okay, well, hope you feel better, Cardi, you know, maybe just get off social media. But it's like, she knows also that she needs social media to keep being rich. It's like this weird, weird circle that you, it just really has to trip them out. And it trips me out to even think about, but, uh, you know, like I don't fault people for being excited about celebrity. That's what we're excited about. It makes you feel better. Like I've seen people their days be made better because they bumped into somebody or because somebody liked one of their, like a celebrity liked one of their tweets or looked at one of their Instagram stories. And I've seen them for like, Oh my God, can you believe that? And that's pretty fucking cool power. If you use it, right. It really is. You can make somebody day, somebody's day better because you saw something that they did and you commented on it. Uh, which, by the way, I want to say uh, Mother's Day is this this weekend, folks. Do not forget your mothers. And if you're looking for a last-minute Mother's Day gift, consider a Ryan Bailey cameo for So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I would love to wish your mom a happy Mother's Day. <laughs> um, let's see. I know I'm missing 8 billion things and dresses and all that stuff. But those are the the small things that stood out. It was interesting because this was one of the first years back to normal, even though they did have a Met Gala last year. Uh, remember when Kim came into that all black ensemble, she looked like a ninja. And I was like, she just must be running into walls left and right. Um, But it looked like a fun time was had by all. Kendall looked pretty except for the eyebrows. Like I said, we had one bathroom photo with like Kendall and Billie Eilish and, um, uh, Justin's wife, uh, Bieber's wife, Haley, and uh, but nothing crazy. We used to get those awesome bathroom photos of everybody smoking. Um, didn't have that. Sarah Jessica Parker was there as well. She had a really long, long dress on um, and looked good. Uh, but it was weird. It was weird. I, I, I would wish I had heard more stories about the actual dinner itself, and I'll try to scour for more about that. But 
I think it went off without a hitch relatively. And the other thing is we got to make fun of a lot of things. So it it, it, it hit all those pleasure buttons for me as well. You know, like to me, that is back. Like it, that is means the nature is healing when we're back to making fun of shit like this. You know, I'm trying to think of a year where I saw online people just love the Met Gala from top to bottom. And it just never works out that way. There's always always somebody so dramatic or just such a miss like Kylie. I just want to know what Kylie's people were telling. I mean, Kylie's people should all be fired today because, you know, they were all sitting around going, you look amazing, girl. Oh, my God. Fierce. Fierce. And she's like, womp, womp. <laughs> Okay, you guys, that's the Met Gala. We're going to do a commercial break, and then we'll be back for a Summer House recap. I told you, man, we had a long one. We missed a day. So remember, timestamps are your friends. Um, maybe. I think so. If you, But some people like to listen to the whole show. Okay, I'll talk to you in a sec. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash 
so bad. You guys will be back to the show in just one second. I wanted to talk about our sponsor this week. And once again, we are sponsored by our friends at BetterHelp, uh, which I'm very excited about. If you listen to the beginning of this pod, I talk about my own mental health journey, and I've talked about that a lot. Uh, and BetterHelp is kind of an amazing company because they are somebody that is setting out to help us uh, in a very huge way by providing us somebody to talk to, uh, whether it be uh, online, over the phone. There's so many different ways to actually reach out and talk to somebody with this company. Um, life can be overwhelming. We talk about it all the time. And many people, we are burned out right now. And we don't even know it sometimes. I mean, I do. I feel that all the time. Like it is just like, oh, can I do this? Can I, can I do another day of this? Can I watch another episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? I find the strength somehow. Uh, symptoms for this can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more. Sometimes I really do. I'll get totally burnt out. I'll just feel like, man, what is the point? I don't want to take notes on another reality show. I don't want to uh, talk for another two hours when I just want to be in my own head. And it really feels very, it feels like you're trapped. We associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feel burned out. And BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. And it's one of those things they provide kind of an easy way to put you in touch with somebody that is very capable of walking you through these problems or, or somebody that you can talk to about burnout. Uh, this has been a great help in my life and has for a long time. Um, I also think there is just this natural stigma. I still even have it for myself sometimes. Of like I said it earlier, like, oh, I don't want to be known as the mental health guy. I got kind of insecure about it. And even though that's it should be something that I'm proud of, but sometimes I even get that way. Um, but I think from personally speaking, it's just something that you need to check out because we can't do this life alone. We need our family, we need our friends, but we need more than that sometimes. We need somebody to talk to. We need, uh, we need somebody that has been trained in ways to talk to us and hear us and suggest, give suggestions and all of the things that a good therapist can do. And that's where BetterHelp uh, comes into play. And I always just tell people, just give it a shot. Just one step. All you have to take is one step. And it's going to make that second step easier. I swear to God. That is one thing I actually know with all of my heart. Uh, so BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. This is the cool part. So bad it's good. Listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash so bad. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash so bad. And just go check it out, you guys. You don't have to fill out anything, but just type in, like I said, betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. Check it out for yourself. And now 
back to the remaining portion of our show. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. We are back. All right, folks, what's up? Part two. I should just split these into two damn episodes themselves, but... I'm an idiot. I like to scare people when they see the the time uh, that it takes to listen to this podcast. Oh, this is exciting news. I just got this DM. Um, if you are living in the Los Angeles area or the California area or the Venice, Santa Monica, just in California in general, or if you're coming into town in this next week, Tom Sandoval and the most extras will be playing the Venice West in Venice, California, Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday, May 10th at 8 p.m. Now, we are going to do a ticket giveaway or a giveaway contest, and I'll tell you the rules on Thursday's episode uh, once I find those rules out. But we've got uh, I've got some tickets to give away. This is very exciting, and it'll be a blast. They really are a fun-as-hell band. You will get to meet Tom, the whole deal, and it. I'm just telling you, it was a Really flipping fun night. The uh, two, I mean, if you guys have listened to the show, you know how fun it was. If you ever want to hear me super tanked, the first, I mean, you listen to a lot of them, but the first, the first time I saw him at the Hotel Cafe on that Sunday night, I came and podcasted afterwards. And it's still, I mean, I shouldn't, shouldn't be legal for me to podcast like that. Um, but uh, we'll be doing the, uh, the contest details on Thursday's episode. And I'll remind you on Friday and then we'll give away the tickets on Monday and I'll make sure you guys get those. But if you are in the California area and want to do this, man, let's do this. Let's uh, go Tom Sandoval it up Tuesday, May 10th at Venice West. And I will talk about it at the beginning of the show on Thursday with all of the details. Uh, okay. Now you guys, here we are. We are at the moment that we worked all season four, the the finale of Summer House, one of the saddest times of my life when I have to tell you guys that this is the recap of episode 15, the season finale of Summer House. Now, this is called A Happy Sending. Now, A Happy Sending. Now, that gives us a big clue. And what I think it is, is I think it's play off the phrase A Happy Ending because Kymanda, Kyle and Amanda, this will be their wedding episode if they do get married. Hmm. It was, you know, big cliffhanger all season because, frankly, it looked like they were in a lot of trouble. <laughs> they looked like they were in a lot of trouble. Just a lot of trouble. But um, we find out in this episode if they actually do get hitched. Very exciting. And uh, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. 
we'll we'll find out together. And uh, happy, but sending. You say, well, why didn't they just say a happy ending? Sending is what Kyle always says in those toasts. Like, let's send it off. You know, like let's send it off or some party bullshit that he always does. You know, like, that was a good send off. Like, so it's a happy sending. I think now. The, the we start these episodes off <clears throat> always with where it goes previously on Summer House. And, you know, we see clips from the most recent episodes. But this one is like previously on this season of Summer House. And I was like, oh, no, because that was like, well, there goes the next 10 minutes of my life. This is one of the longest. <laughs> this is one of the longest previously on I've ever seen in my life. Like, I feel like it's still going on in some kind of multiverse. It was like, I was like, I, you, why did you should have just played the entire season at this point? Why, why, like, did I just watch the entire season? So let me remind you of what they reminded me. And I, I was just, I was sitting there kind of fuming because I was typing it all out. And then I was like, this is just wait. Like, I'm just typing all of this shit out. Starts off like, there's craziness. We're playing volleyball. There's water. And then we see Paige and Andrea. Remember that relationship started at the beginning? It was like, Andrea was like, hey, little Paige. Oh, I love you, little Paige. Little Paige. My little Paige. My little Italian emotional man. So we had that. But also Paige was, uh, had Craig on the side too. You know, Craig was involved. So we had this kind of weird love triangle. Uh, we had, uh, they show us a scene where Craig surprised her for, for uh, that prom that they just did. We see that Lindsay had the whole thing with Austin this season. And then Austin had that whole thing with Sierra this season. Sierra's saying, I'm not over Austin because you're a dummy. Um and then, you know, Sierra going like, I don't know where we stand. Sierra fighting with Danielle. This was also the season where Sierra uh, all of a sudden tried to grow a pair of balls and get into Lindsay's face. And Danielle stepped to her. And then Sierra threw a glass at her chest, which in the reunion, which we see the preview for at the end of this, that gets brought up. And, and Danielle, you guys, goes, I have hated you because of this. You threw, I had cuts on my chest. Um, Sierra in this flashback, uh, hour long thing that they put us through says, I made a lot of bad decisions this summer. Maya, we met Maya, which was such a bright spot of the season. She had a five year engagement folks. So they're obsessed with letting us know, but also she found a man. Danielle hooked her up with her friend, Oliver. Oliver does not like white condiments. That, uh, was a clip that they felt like they needed to put in here at the beginning. Uh, Maya doesn't know how to date girl. I've been there. Uh, Danielle and Rob. Robert, their big thing is uh, Robert wants Danielle to go to Charleston because he has a cooking gig there. And she's like, I've never moved somewhere for a man. I'm kind of, you know, scared about it. Carl was sober and he's almost been sober for a year is in January at this point. And, you know, we saw him kind of flirting around with this girl, Mackenzie, who came to the house, but he just wasn't ready to pull the trigger because he keeps going back to they say you need to be a year sober before getting into a relationship. And I truly want to nominate Carl Radke as the smartest man in television this year. He made every right move. Honestly, that is might be boring to some, but to me, it was extremely exciting. I've never seen somebody have a perfect season. No errors almost. Maybe some of the jokes. He has a lot of dad jokes, but I can appreciate that. I do myself, but it was, it was good stuff, man. I was so, I, I can't tell you, I don't, you know, I can't tell you how cool I thought that he really, at every turn, was like, I'm just really trying to listen to what is good for me. And nobody could fault anything he did because at the end, he was trying to look out for himself. And it just, 
man, to watch that dude for the last like couple seasons and then this one. What what a cool cool dude, man. Uh, we Lindsay, you know, she found out one day she was pregnant. The next day she had a miscarry miscarriage. So she wanted to enjoy herself, and we see a montage of all the guys that she hooked up with this sum, summer. And I do gotta say. Shout out to Lindsay. I don't want to... Nobody should fucking slut shame this girl. Like, whatever. Are you... Slut shame your guy friends. Don't slut shame Lindsay. Um, But also, like, she took the bullet, man. She's the only one that showed humping on camera with the night vision eyes. Like, we get some kissies from, like, other people in this episode. But Lindsay was the only person where we saw thrusting... (laughs) saw we saw the full che diaz man we saw that guy like just like motion in the ocean under the blankets but we all knew what was happening and i'm telling you that's reality gold folks that is just you don't see craig's you know craig and page getting it on because they don't really they don't throw down for us like Lindsay does craig and page think they are the king and queen of reality tv and i gotta tell you i don't think they are i got you gotta live you gotta earn it a little bit more page you gotta get up off of that bed and off of that couch you gotta get uh you gotta get vertical you know enough with this horizontal shit you gotta this girl page man and i know she that's her security and all this stuff and that's why i think page is so popular because that's how we are as a society now like dude that's how i am i'm fucking page disorder no i'm not fucking I'm, I mean, I'm Paige DeSorbo in the sense that I lay in my bed all day and I play with my phone and my computer. Like, that's that's my, you know, that's where I do a lot. In fact, I had to, I had my TV tray set up to to record. And then I was like, what? come on, man, you're a grown man. Let's sit at the desk and do it tonight. Because I was just like, I can't get, let's not, let's not really lean too much more into this TV tray on the bed thing. Let's get, let's, you know, you have a big boy desk for this. I do have a race car bed, though, but I have a big boy desk. Um but the page thing, I think that's why she is so liked is because we all have a little bit of that or a lot of that in us. And we're so pandemic out where that's all we did was just lay in the bed on our phones watching TV. We had multiple screens going at once and we got really good at it. Um, so uh, we had in this last episode, Carl going, hey, Lindsay, will you go to prom with me? Uh, and then, of course, Kyle and Amanda planning their wedding and all of the fighting that lasted from episode one until this past week. It was just a very brutal season for them. And it is so sad that this is a document of their wedding that they'll always be able to look back on. And hopefully they have such a good marriage that this will just be very funny to them in a lot of ways. But it was just so much fighting and it was like bad fighting. Um, We have uh, Kyle uh, complaining to Danielle one episode. We had Paige crying to Amanda of like, I don't think you're happy and I want you to be happy. And then we had a shot of Kyle's birthday. Remember when he made that dumb birthday speech where out of those notes, he was like, hey, I don't need the peanut gallery talking about our marriage. I need you guys to be rank and file behind us. And it was like, Kyle, it's your birthday. Shut that. A lot of the time, I love Kyle so much, but a lot of the time, all of this, you know, he would solve himself 40% less trouble if he just shut his mouth. Like, you know, um, we have Amanda going, everything we're doing for the wedding at this point is last minute. And Kyle at dinner going, I'm $4 million in debt, a florist dropped out, and you guys are worried about your prom outfits. I'm dealing with a little bit more. Sound a little like Chris Farley there. Um, 
We have the scene with Amanda's dad and Kyle talking about the prenup with the investors. They want the security of knowing that I, oh yeah. And then we had this last week where we left off and we start off this episode where they're at a fucking party. They're at the prom party. Party's raging. They're, and Amanda's taking a shot at Fireball after talking with her mom. And Kyle goes, hey, hey, I got a big, hey, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the prenup. They're all like been drinking. And it's like the dumbest move I've ever seen at a party. Actually, that's, I've seen a lot of dumb moves at parties. Um. And Amanda goes, oh, okay, your investors want the security of knowing that I won't have a majority stake in the business. And Kyle's like, you'll never have a majority stake in the business. And then Amanda's like, well, I need to think about the potential that we'll separate as well. And Paige and Sierra are like eavesdropping outside their door. Kyle's like, fuck this. He's like, nice fucking weekend. This is bullshit. And he storms out. And it's kind of funny because it's like always funny when dudes like unless unless they're scary, it's like when they all get like, whoa, whoa, whoa. and I do that too. It's like, and it's it's kind of funny, even though it's kind of scary too. Um, but it's even funnier with Kyle because he has a a jacket on and a bow tie, but no shirt. So he, he you know, he looks he looks funny. <laughs> so Kyle storms out. The girls are like, oh shit, you know, like they pull back so that Kyle doesn't see that they're eavesdropping, and. Uh, uh, she's like, the reason you don't want me to sign a prenup is, uh, so I don't like, you know, Amanda's screaming something to him and she's like, you don't want me to fight you for half. And Kyle's like, do yourself a favor. Google it. Google it. It's that easy. Could you imagine if somebody, uh, from the past at that moment came into that house, like back to the future and heard Kyle say, Google it. They would not know what that meant. They were like, what, what Google, what is a Google? Um, this is, by the way, at the end of a season, this is where my mind goes. Just in like weird make, made up situations, like what if a time traveler came in at this point? I'm like, I'm so used to seeing Kyle and Amanda fight that my mind just kind of goes off in like little areas like, ah, oh, a time traveler would be funny right now. Um, so uh, Kyle's like, hire a lawyer and then tell them that I came up with the business. And Amanda's like, I don't want to hire a lawyer. Why would I put this kind of work into it? Which, you know, we know that Amanda is like, you know, work's not her quote unquote thing. No offense. I mean, I think, you know, no offense. Um, you know, Paige and Sierra are now upstairs in the bedroom. They're like, why is this happening right now? And Sierra's like, they've only got 20 more days till the wedding. Craig has a group of people in the kitchen doing shots. Kyle storms out in the kitchen and Craig tries to throw a funny comment at Kyle, go, hey, Chippendales, huh? You know, because he's not wearing a shirt and Kyle opens the, flings open the door and just throws his lover boy can into the distance. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, Kyle React, it just makes good reality TV. It makes active reality TV. And he's a baby, and it makes good reality TV. It's fun to watch. It's like, man, these cameras are just following him. He's like storming through the house, flinging open doors, throwing cans, throwing product. Throw, by the way, that's what I think the investors would be upset for. You're literally throwing product. Uh, and Kyle goes, I'm so fucking done. I'm so fucking done. <laughs> Oh, so fucking done, man. <laughs> and Craig to the crowd in the kitchen, he goes, this is going to be a fun wedding. And Kyle goes, I'm so sick and tired of talking about this fucking prenup, which he's the one, he's the fucking idiot that brought up the prenup. And then Kyle goes, yeah, it's fucking wrong time to talk about this shit. He's by himself, but he's talking to himself. Amanda, we see, is now doing another shot of Fireball in her bedroom. When you're doing shots of hard alcohol in the in your actual bedroom, 
That's when you know things are like off the rails. Kyle says to himself, I'm not trying to fight. Kyle goes, I'm not trying to fight. I'm not trying to fight. He like talks himself out. He goes, I'm not trying to fight. He's literally just throwing like a big tantrum. He's like, I'm not trying to fight. I'm not trying to fight. He walks back into the house and he goes in the room. And this is, he goes, babe, just want to have a fun night. <laughs> And you know he's walking in going, 50-50 if she buys this or not. 50-50 if she actually keeps the fight going or if she's like, eh, okay. And Amanda goes, great, so don't give me a hard time. <laughs> so Amanda's like, you know, like, and I was shocked. I was like, wait, you guys are just going to stop? Like, you guys just were screaming at each other? And now you're like, okay, cool. And uh, Kyle's like, I don't want to talk about this right now. And she's like, okay, so don't bring it up. If you want to have a good time, then we'll drop it and I'll agree to that. And Kyle goes, listen, 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 listen. I'm not, I, I love you. <laughs> and Amanda goes, I love you too. And like, this is when I was like, oh my, this, this is a mess. And uh, Kyle goes in a talking head, should I be talking about this at a party? No. And then Kyle goes, let's just get married, babe. And then, you know, we'll do it when we want, the prenup. We'll do it. We get a cut uh, into the backyard. Alex is awkwardly doing a shot with a bunch of ladies. And, man, this poor guy, he just can't. Like, even doing a shot, he doesn't look cool, you know? But at the same time, that makes me love him even more. Like, I don't need everybody to be cool. I want more Alexes in there. It's just that people like Alex usually have, like, flab around their bellies like I do. You're not usually, like, rock-hard muscles everywhere. Like, Alex... We have to appreciate Alex because Alex should be so much more of a douche than he is. He's a solid dude, you know, and sometimes I, I want to give him another season. I know nobody's going to agree with me, but I really do. I really believe in Alex. And I want think about how satisfying that will be when he truly comes out of his shell. Like, honestly, we did not remember we got I got we got to laugh about ground turkey and his workout regime. I got all the laughs I needed to get. And we had all this other drama to pay attention to. So we didn't really need him to step up. But imagine if we give him another a, another season. And imagine if he comes into his own. It could be magic. I'm telling you, folks, you know I'm right. Trust me on this one, folks. You know I'm right. Producers of Summer House, if you are listening, consider it. Consider it. This guy's a good guy. Trust me. Um. So we... Uh, Amanda is now out of the room, hugs Oliver, who's in the kitchen. Robert asks Amanda, hey, are you guys doing okay? And she's like, yeah, we just fought over the prenup. Uh." And Sierra is up there with Paige, and she's like, do a shot with me. And Paige's like, no, I want to go find Craig. We cut to Carl telling um, Lindsay, she's like, you're such a good date, Bubba. Like, they're all being flirty, and they're both, like, handsy with each other. And Carl goes, can you believe we're leaving tomorrow? And Lindsay's like, yeah, yeah, I can believe it. Because <laughs> it, it, that's when I realized I was like, oh, no, because I know the wedding happens, but the wedding isn't at the summer house. So I think it was at this moment I realized that I was going to have to say goodbye like they were going to have to say goodbye to the summer house. I was floored. I was like, I'm not ready to say goodbye. I'm not. This is, we're having this great party and I just don't want to think about loading everything up into my Corolla and getting out of here. You know, like I wanted to stay in this magical summer at the summer house. Um, so uh, 
Oh, yeah. So then Lindsay is talking to Paige. These are all like quick cut scenes. And that's why it's so hard to take notes on Summer House because there's like 80 billion scenes, but they're all like two sentences long. Um, so Lindsay's like walking by Paige. It's like, oh, my God, Paige, it's so cute. Craig surprised you. It makes me smile. I want that, Lindsay says. And Paige is like, yeah, that's why at dinner the other night, it was like I was saying to people, it doesn't matter about Lindsay or me going guy to guy because we're trying to we're trying to figure it out. We're trying our damn best, which come on, man. I kind of agree with that. It's like, yo, like, you know, you got to find that right person for you and and it's going to be touch and go. You're not you know, it's like, I don't know, like I, I totally get that or I understand that. And um Paige goes, I love you. I do. And you're going to meet the perfect guy. And I cannot wait to meet him. And Lindsay's little, she goes, I have a theory. It's going to come down to two guys. She's talking about herself. And, uh, she's like, it's going to come down to two fucking idiots. Lindsay says, and Paige is like, who you think are. And, uh, and Paige goes, Carl's one of them. And who's the other one. And then Lindsay goes, who's Craig's best friend. And I was like, Shep? No, it's Austin. And I was like, Jesus, Lindsay. Lindsay thinks her forever is between Carl and Austin. Like, I kept wondering what Carl thought at, like, watching this back of, like, wait, what? Like, to me, it's like apples and oranges, man. Like, this Austin really got in Lindsay's head. Like, it represented something way more than Austin could have ever provided. And I'm so curious about that relationship. And I have a billion questions for Lindsay about this. Um, and cause I was just like, th- to me, there is no competition, man. But in her head, it was like, she told, tells Paige. And I mean, like, that was the moment where I was like, man, you should not say that to Paige. Uh, Paige is going to do bad things with that information. And then Paige goes, fine, move to Charleston, Lindsay. Don't threaten me with a good time. We'll all live there. We cut to four boxes. Bloop, 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 bloop. And Luke is, uh, asking Nicole, do you want a shot? And, uh, Luke sees Sierra do a shot, and he's like, y'all are fucking insane. Who wants a shot? Luke, poor guy, just didn't have – he didn't have much of a season, but I I love him, and he's not going anywhere. So everybody needs to calm down. Um, we have Oliver telling Maya – uh, Maya Brinder brought her, brought him up to her bedroom so he could use the bathroom. And he sees that her bed was made. And she's like, good, your bed's made. And, she, and Maya's like, you wouldn't like me if my bed wasn't made. It's like that kind of cute repartee you have with people when you first know them. And it's not good. But you guys, each other thinks it's cute. And like, you know, it's like fascinating conversation. It's like, Maui hit me with the bed, the bed line, you know. Um Kyle's out there saying, to sending it, to sending it. And they're all doing shots. Andrea says, oh, goodbye, Alex. And he's doing a shot with Alex's ladies now. He's like, goodbye, I've got your ladies now. (laughs) So uh, Andrea's like, finally, old Andrea. He's not crying like he has been this last couple of episodes. And he seems like he's really enjoying himself. And I, for one, am very happy for him. Uh, Carl tells Craig that he looks great. And Craig's like, I got that this suit at Zara. And... uh, Carl's like, whoa, 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 don't say the Zara word in front of Paige. You might have to call a plumber because her basement will be flooded immediately. Now, what I think Carl's referring to is I think Carl is referring to the fact that Paige will get so excited by Zara that her private part area will get very, like, it'll get so wet that it will flood. 
and they will have to call a plumber. Now, that's what he meant. And I got to tell you, it's a little off color for Carl. Like, I mean, it really didn't, nobody's really mentioned it, but I, I watched it like two or three times and I'm like, Jesus, you just throw that out there? Like, yeah, hey, I mean, you're, your lady's gonna get all juiced up because you said Zara. Like, I'd be like, excuse me, sir? Excuse me? That is my lady you're talking about. She will not be flooding the summer house because of Zara. We will not be calling a plumber. How dare you? Um, and Carl said that dead sober. Like, that's the other. Carl was completely sober saying that. So then Alex, we get a, a cut of him real quick asking Sierra, like, hey, hey, real quick. Who's the better kisser? Like I asked on the uh, bus earlier, me or Carl? And she's like, uh, wow, wow, wow. It's like two boring people flirting with each other. And she goes, I can't remember. And uh, he goes, that's a bullshit answer. And then Sierra's like, I guess I'll have to try it again and see. Alex, I would love, like I kept imagining Alex like Sandy in Greece. Olivia Newton-John, when at the end of the movie, dresses all in, like, leather, and she comes out, she's like, tell me about it, stud. And John Travolta's like, Sandy, wah-bop, loo-bop, so weird. You, you, you look all leathered, you know, because Sandy's, like, the good girl. Like, Alex should, but, like, I just kept, like, tell me about it, Sierra. And he's all just fucking, like, he's just dongs hanging out, and he's got, like, leather chains and whips everywhere. But, like, he looks badass, you know? That's what I was hoping for, but it... It didn't. Sadly, it did not happen. And uh, Sierra's like, when the sun goes down, maybe. We cut to more shots being taken. We cut to Paige and Craig walking to the side. And she's like, I can't believe you were in Jersey last night when I FaceTimed you. You played it off so good. Like, you're in Canada. You're sneaky. And he goes, I know. Which is, like, cute, but it's also very dark. It's like, she's basically saying, Craig, you're an amazing liar. And he's like, I know. <laughs> Craig's like, I was telling my Uber driver on the way here that I was going to go see this girl. And he was like rooting for me. He was like, you know, which I now want to interview that Uber driver. Can I, if, if anybody can put me into contact, if you're an Uber driver in the Hamptons, if you drove Craig Conover from the airport to the summer house, I need to know what this conversation was. I'm like, yo, buddy, smell my fingers, bro. <laughs> I'm about to flood this poor girl's <laughs> Because I'm wearing Zara. <laughs> Paige goes, this is the cutest. That's the cutest thing I ever heard about the Uber driver. And it's not. Like, Paige does that a lot of, like, that is the cutest thing I've ever heard or seen. And Robert tells Danielle, real quick, hey, you want to go inside? Let's have a conversation. They go into the kitchen. And uh, she's like, we haven't had great luck talking here because they, they had their one fight that summer in the uh, area that they're in now. And... Robert's like, we had to hit our lowest, our darkest, lowest point to come to this highest point. And these past couple of weeks has been amazing. And she goes, are you saying this because you want me to say yes to moving to Charleston? And he goes, she goes, nothing makes me happier than just to be with you. But you got to understand that this is just a big jump. It's a big decision. He says, take that leap with me. Let's do this. And she goes, yeah, the answer is yes. Yes, I will go to Charleston, but there will be conditions, she says. Now, I do want to point this out. Now, this is this is probably the realest couple on this show. Honestly, these, these, these are two grown-ups. These are two grown-ups trying to figure out their lives and people that genuinely like each other and want each other's want each other in each other's lives. And you can see that. And I thought, to me, that was a really romantic line of, like, make that jump with me. 
of saying, I know this is a big move, but I love you. Will you will you risk this with me? Will you do this with me? And I think that takes great strength to because it does seem like he really wants her to be happy and he knows that's a big move for, but still he's like, I can't imagine his life without her. He's not saying, well, I'm going no matter what. He's like, take that risk with me. And I love that. It was a small moment, but also, you know, people can write them off as a boring couple, but it's like that, this is the couple you want, man. This is the couple that probably love each other the most, you know, or in the right ways that actually takes each other's feelings into consideration. That is, that is something really cool, you know? So I thought this was really, really sweet. On a talking head, she says, all of my requests that I wanted uh, about moving, he said yes to like the amount of times that I'm going to come back to New York to visit Lindsay. Uh, he goes, I love you. I love you too. We cut to an outside craziness, more shots. Andrea's like, this is my first prom. Yeah, prom. He's just, you know, screaming. Very cute. Uh, Luke, remember, has his Instagram date from DMs there, Nicole. Nicole says to Luke, I'm having a great time. He's like, I love that. And he kisses her. Fireworks sparklers going off. Alex says, cheers. And everybody's cheers and lover boy. And Sierra's right there. And I'm like, grab her, Alex. And and I said that. And that, right when I said that, Carl goes, give her a kiss. Everybody's like, Andrea's like, come on. Yeah, give her a kiss. Because Sierra's, they're all like, do it, do it, do it. And I was like, this is like make a wish foundation stuff, man. Like this is like they're treating him. I mean, just this poor guy just can't get that. I've been there, man. It's just like, oh. And so he does. He kisses her. He kisses her. He kisses her again. And then he goes, tastes like pizza. <laughs> you idiot. You idiot. That's what you say after really. And I know that came from an insecure place. I know that came from, I better say something really, um, you know, uh, something, something silly immediately. And, and then she goes, okay, well then Carl is definitely the better kisser. And he's like, oh, it was just, just, it was sad. It made me sad. It's like step into your power, Alex. Um, all the girls jump in the pool with their clothes on. And now everyone is jumping in the pool. This has got to be a health hazard in so many ways. I just cannot imagine uh, the cooties in in this pool. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you, honestly, just the cooties. Uh, Amanda's shaking her boobies. Alex is kissing Sierra more, which we never really follow up on for the rest of the episode. So it's kind of like this just... It's, but it it wasn't passionate enough for us. Like it must not have made a dent in anything because it didn't get brought up for the rest of the episode. So you know, just some kissing for TV, and that's good. I'm glad you know for Alex's sake he got he got out of this season with at least a kiss from somebody. Uh, Amanda goes, "This is my favorite part of the night. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here." And then we go bloop bloop bloop. Four boxes. Everyone's getting out of their wet clothes. Oliver and Maya are talking. They had a great time and, you know, talking about how they just met four weeks ago. And Maya goes, you make me happy. And he goes, you make me happy, too. It was was really nice. I like that. I like that this show has a blend of nice and frantic, hectic, um, tragic. You know, like, I like that there's just... There's a great mix in this show, you know? It it really... It's... and And I see a lot of elements of my own life in it, not in the sense that I have a fancy summer house in the Hamptons, but you know, these are, some of these are relatable things. Like I've been in certain relationship situations like this, or when you're flirting with somebody for the first time and they flirt back or they don't flirt back or something. I think we've all been in those situations and that's why I like this show. And it's not, I think you need this to counterbalance the amount of housewives that we get injected into us with all of these shows. Um, 
Craig comes into Paige and Sierra's room. Alex is putting on hair gel for some reason. Um, Hubs is on Carl. He's like, Hubsy Wubsy. He's holding her like she's like on him. He's like, Hubsy Wubsy. They're all over each other. But it's like they are so meant for each other because they are just – I've said it now for the last month. They say the dorkiest shit to each other. They are so dorky. They've got to be painful to be around because they just seem so dorky. But they're in their own world in a great way. Like they seem like they truly get each other. Like I don't know if I would love somebody calling me Hubsy Wubsy, but she loves it. And I don't know if I'd love somebody just like like – throw like just straddling me in the air i'm actually might like that but you know like that might, he loves it nicole is in bed with luke and luke he's pulled out the big guns that's right he pulled out his guitar and he's suit and tie slick back <laughs> we ne- we never got a luke song this season really he had his guitar a couple times but never a full luke song but luke is playing the guitar for nicole which i was wondering like does that make nicole hornier or is that like close-up shot nicole's like ah okay well i'm just gonna hit it <laughs> you uh you finish the guitar playing you can go to bed whenever you want um carl says i'm gonna go to bed andrea's going to bed we know when andrea goes to bed because he gets into his little tidy his little his little tight underwears he's you know he always gets into his just undies and nothing else um craig it's night vision camera time craig is in bed with Paige. And Craig goes, do you want to kiss me? And she's like, yeah, yeah. Do you want to kiss me? Yeah, okay. And they just kiss. Like, it's, I mean, and I know this sounds like, have you guys ever pictured Craig and Paige having sex? Me either. No, I, no, I, no, I haven't either. I was asking you, sicko. You're a sicko. I've never even fucking thought about that. Why would you, why would you even bring that up? It's just weird. It's like, I don't picture that kind of stuff. Uh, Luke and Nicole are kissing. Um, Lindsay's in her bedroom and she's wandering around with the lights on. And then she peeks outside the door. And then we see Carl shut his lights off. And then all of a sudden, Lindsay opens his door and she goes, Carlito. And he goes, hi. And she goes, I just wanted to hug you. And she gets into bed with him. We don't see it, though. It's like just pitch black dark. And she, he goes, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And then there's like a light chuckle. But, you know, it's in the dark, full dark. And then commercial break. And so, like, I know they fooled around, you guys. They had to have fooled around, but it's completely dark. We come back. It's Monday, 8.31 a.m., September 6th. They have the date and time up beautiful um everybody's waking up the place is a mess bottles and cans and tiaras they're everywhere Paige and craig are snoring four boxes bloop, 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 bloop. Lindsay sneaks out of carl's room everyone's getting up uh craig whispers to Paige, can we hang out all day i like you and she goes i like you baby they're like they do the baby voices a lot i can tell Alex uh, Alex is already out there. He's like, let's start cleaning up. Andrea's out there. Maya's out there. All the newbies are cleaning up. I like that. And, you know, but who guess, you know, Sierra and Paige aren't anywhere to be found. Um, Andrea goes, yeah, I was trying to reset my brain, you know, yesterday, and I probably had the best day of my summer. And Alex goes, good. I wanted to make sure you, you had no regrets. Carl comes in and sees Lindsay and she, he goes, hugsy wugsy and goes, you all right? And uh, she goes, yeah, getting there. Yeah, you just have to pack everything up. And he goes, what a night. And she goes, you're the best prom date. And he goes, you're the best prom date too. And then she goes, I had a really good day with you. And then we cut to a producer asking Lindsay, did anything happen with you? And she goes, no, 
No, not at all. Nope. Just crawled into bed. Nope. And went uh, went straight to sleep. And you could tell she's lying, you guys. It's total. And I bet, you know, it's like, no, because Carl's strict with the, you know. But, dude, they had to have, man. Uh, I mean, unless Carl just finger blasted her again without any kissing like the first time they did that. But, like, had to have. Because she was like, I mean, come on. You guys saw that. Like, they definitely had to have. Um, Kyle lets Amanda know that he rolled his ankle going crazy last night. Kyle goes, pretty solid send-off party. Pretty solid. And uh, they're like, I love you. I want what's best for us in the business and the future, Amanda says. Kyle goes, I love you. She goes, I love you too. And goes, oh, busy couple of weeks, but we have to be by each other's sides, he says. And she says, uh, yeah, I just woke up with a tingling feeling all over my body. And, uh, you know, just stressed out. And Kyle says, should I try to call the florist? And, you know, we're going to have to do it and have, we're going to, it's going to be fine. We're going to have the most amazing wedding. It will miraculously come together. Uh, we see everyone packing. And this is when I started to realize you can probably leave stuff at the summer house during the week. Cause everybody's like unpacking all of this shit or like packing up all of this shit. And I'm like, you were just there for a couple of days. But then I realized they probably like, uh, my Apple watched it again. They probably just kept the shit there for the entire summer. So now they're having to take everything out. I don't know. Do you guys ever think about the minutia of all this stuff? I'm like, who uses the most, who uses the most electricity? Like whose bathroom smells the most? You know, it's Sierra's. Um, <laughs> uh, everybody's saying goodbye. I can tell the summer house is sad too. In the background, you can just tell the walls are sad. Like if these walls could talk, they would be sad. And uh, everybody's like, well, we'll see you in three weeks at the wedding. Goodbye, house. Goodbye. I'm just so sad. And the summer house is now closed, you guys. And Carl goes, great summer. is, Great summer. And Kyle's like, as always, man. And I got to tell you, this is like, this is exactly what it used to be like leaving Coachella with all my friends when we would get a house together. Like we all like this. This was exactly it. Like we did it, man. Another year in the books. Great weekend. Great. You know, like it's just that self-congratulatory bullshit about like hanging out and partying. Like we really did it, man. We did it again. Now, you guys, we see nine boxes. Bloop, 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 bloop. All different things. And that's the end of the summer house. We cut to Tuesday, the 7th, 11, 12 a.m. And the song, there's this horrible song in the background, like it's from Selling Sunset. It's like, nothing gonna stop me. No, 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 no. Nothing gonna stop me. Andrea is in an underwear. He's like, it's another day, another shoot for underwear. He's doing like an underwear ad. Paige is filming something for New York Fashion Week. Now it says Tuesday, 11.31 a.m. Or maybe that... Yeah, it said Tuesday. Maybe this has Wednesday, 11.30 a.m. We're on a Skype with Amanda and Kyle and Rachel, a floral designer. She's on Zoom with them. And Amanda's like, it is absolutely beautiful what you've created so far. And the lady's like, well, I am happy to reschedule and I'm going to be there for this. We'll, we'll need to talk about all the details. And Amanda's like, we somehow managed to find a florist better than any uh, than our last florist. Someone up there is looking out for us, Amanda says, which is uh, wild. I bet that's <laughs> bravo, potentially. Uh, later that day, we see that Kyle has a fever. 101.4, you guys. Amanda says, Kyle thinks he has COVID. Amanda goes, I can't. I can't. And Friday, he logs onto the website. He's like, I bet we know how this is going to go. And yes, Kyle does have COVID. We're at 15 days to the wedding. One day later, Amanda now has tested positive for COVID. Guys, what is your problem? Oh, my. Sorry, my Apple Watch keeps going off. So Amanda's tested. And, it was, and it's such a dramatic moment, too. 
Maybe my Apple Watch doesn't want me to talk about COVID. Amanda tested positive for COVID. She's crying. She's like, I can't even leave the fucking apartment. I got a week to do so much shit. And God's like, come here, come here. We're in this together. We are in this together. We cut to a commercial. And then we come back. It's day two, day five. They're doing like a montage of COVID. Everybody's, you know, they're laying around crying. And Kyle's like, we can't get to a break with this fucking wedding. He's like crying, like filming himself crying, full on crying. One week later, we're at Amanda's parents' house. So this was like a real quick two-minute COVID montage. Like it must have gotten dark. Like it must have gotten bad, bad. And I just couldn't believe I mean, just what a kick in the ass to have that happen, you know? What a kick. I mean, uh, and by the way, I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag. They do get married if any of you guys are, if you, if you guys don't watch the show and just depend on these recaps, I know you guys are really worried right now. <laughs> Kyle passed away of COVID-related illness. Um, flowers are getting set up. Kyle's shaving. We're at Amanda's parents' house in the backyard. The groomsmen are walking up, including Carl. Amanda's getting her makeup done. Paige is there as one of her bridesmaids says, I can't believe we're doing this. You look like the perfect bride. Amanda says, we've had so much to do. I'm trying to do seating arrangements right now and, and write vows. And uh, Paige is like, I got one line. Um, I think I got, I got something for you. Um, um, Amanda saying, well, we survived COVID and we got healthy. And now everything that we needed to do in the past two weeks, we had to cr- cram into the last five days, uh, her final fitting, the hair. Uh, so we see this kind of montage of like four days until the wedding with the hair trials, marriage license, flashbacks of DIY signage, seating chart. Then we see three days until the wedding. And Kyle's like, I've never felt like we've been more of a team than this week. We can make it through anything. Uh, we cut to today, Kyle talking to the groomsmen, saying, I wrote my vows this morning and saying, Amanda and I have been through a lot of love over the years. And, uh, you know, some of these summers... You know, this summer, all of the fighting we went through is insignificant uh, compared to what we just went through. And when you fix, you know, the, the important things, we really tackled together beautifully, kind of. Like he's saying, you know, all that crap that you saw over the summer, it doesn't matter. We're great now. Everything's good. We got through COVID. We're here. Everything's good. And Kyle says, yeah, the prenup is no longer in the mix. You know, I'm not saying that we won't come back to it. So maybe he means a post-nup, but prenup is not happening. And I'm like, wow, all that. And all you did all that. And like, well, I guess you got a show fight out of it. Kyle asked Carl, how's my hair? He's like, great. We cut to Paige and Amanda still writing the vows. Vows. Paige says, me and Craig went to a wedding last week. And he, he had this line that Craig loved saying the little moments uh, oh, I forget what it is. So they call Craig and Craig's like, yeah, I love that line. It was like, appreciate the small things that are important to you. I'm like, that's the line? That's not even that good. What? Amanda says, yeah, we must have looked at the same website. Yeah, I know what that line is. We cut to Lindsay walking in with Robert and Danielle, grabbing a glass of champagne. And Lindsay's like, I didn't realize how big their backyard was. The bridal bouquet gets brought in. Uh, to Amanda, and it's that lady that we saw on Zoom, and she's like, she's literally a lifesaver. Now, I heard that this lady actually plays a part in Winter House, so there is actually a connection here, which makes me suspicious and not trusting, like this was all set up from the beginning, because I hear this Asian lady is in Winter House in some fashion. Um, So we will see. Uh, I I did hear that yesterday, so that would be wild. Um, 
And they also do, if you guys watch it back, they follow, the camera follows the florist outside of the room as she walks down the stairs for some reason. And there was like no reason for that. So it almost led me to believe like you are wanting to show us this girl, you know, like you're wanting us to see her. Um, Alex comes in, Craig's there with Maya and Sierra on each of his arms. Austin is there, you guys. And they have Austin and they write Lindsay's friend underneath his name. This guy's got a lot of balls showing up, man. I asked, I, I did a petition, if you guys know, a change.org to have Austin not be on Summer House anymore. And we got so many signatures. Yet here is Austin once again on Summer House. I felt let, left down. I felt like what's, what's the point of being political if you get all of these people involved for a cause and then they just ignore us? Because we saw this puffy puffy man's little face you know from just just all puffed out from a summer of hard drinking he did it did look very pasty you have to admit he looked extra white and uh it just did not look healthy <laughs> and he's there you can tell he comes in he's like oh like you could tell he's probably like nervous as hell um Carl is saying, I'm a little anxious. I'm not going to lie, you know, about, you know, he's officiating the wedding. And Kyle's like, buddy, I love how seriously you've taken this. And Carl goes, Carl, Kyle and Amanda asked me to be the officiant at their wedding. And it's an incredible honor. I'm a huge supporter of them and just want to guide them to the finish line. And, uh, you know, Carl tells Kyle, I see the way you look at her, man. No, sorry. Carl tells Kyle, I see the way you look at her, man. You guys are meant to be together. I'm firmly convinced. We see Amanda putting on her dress. Uh, it's the Marilyn Monroe dress, you guys. Uh, Ripley's, believe it or not, loaned it to Amanda for this wedding. <laughs> what if they just start giving the dress to anybody? Yeah, my uh, daughter took it to prom, the uh, the Marilyn dress. Um Jane, Kyle's mom, comes in and sees Kyle in his tux. And she's like, do you want to practice our dance steps? And I got to tell you, this is the point where... I did not get, you know, it's silly, but I got, um, not emotional, but I got, I thought, you know, I've been married. I did the whole wedding thing and a big wedding and man, that's wild. That actually happened. Whew. I'll say that out loud sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, I did that. Wow. And, uh, but I do, I remember the uh, mother son dance. We danced to a Michael Bolton song, one of my mom's favorite songs. And uh, it's still, I can get teared up just thinking about it. You know, it meant a lot to my mom and it meant a lot to me. And um, I just thought, I was like, oh, I forgot about the mother-son dance, you know. Um, we cut to, uh, we cut to somebody crying about Paige looking beautiful. I don't know. Somebody's crying about somebody. Uh, Peter, Kyle's father, is talking to Carl. Uh, Kyle sees his dad. He's like, hey, look at you. All right. We see Frank, Amanda's father, tearing up, watching his daughter walk down the stairs of their house, which is a very father of the bride moment. I mean, truly, sincerely, that is out of father of the bride. Um, she sees her dad and is like, thank you. I love you. I love you. And the dad's like, I'm happy for you. They hug. Uh, we see Kyle outside. He's like, oh, I'm starting to get butterflies. And he's looking out and she comes up behind him and he, uh, she says, are you ready? And then we go to commercial. We come back from commercial. She goes, are you ready? And he turns around. He tears up immediately. He kind of squeals. He's like, oh. <laughs> She's like, oh, are we allowed to kiss? Not yet. Okay. You look beautiful. And she goes, you look so handsome. Give me a spin, which I fi find so cute. Amanda goes, give me a spin. And he goes, it's happening. And 
Uh, he goes, I feel like Amanda and I really beat the odds to make it here today. Three summers ago, you know, and we see these flashbacks of scenes of them where he, you know, gave her the keys to my heart. And now I give you the keys to my apartment. Uh, and she's, he's like, I didn't know what I had until I almost lost it. We see the flashback of him saying I hooked up with some chick, that rumor, and them fighting. And she's like, he's like, we've been through the lowest of lows, but this is the woman I want to spend the rest of my life with. We see the boat engagement from a couple seasons ago. He goes, I'm not saying this is the perfect journey, but the path we chose, we are ready for the next chapter. We cut to the guests hugging each other. Yvonne, uh, who I guess is one of Lindsay's friends, uh, comes up and uh, they're talking and uh, Yvonne's like, oh, so who is – oh, no. Sorry, Lindsay's explaining to her friend Yvonne that Carl came up to her and goes, hey, so who's your date to the wedding? And Lindsay goes, I told him that he was – and uh, Lindsay's like, perfect. And Yvonne's like, well, is, is that going to be weird with Austin? And she goes, speak of the goddamn devil. There he is. And Austin's there. And it's, it seems like they're fine. Uh, Sierra is telling Maya that the goal was to look amazing so she could make Austin jealous. And so he'd be like, oh, and he'd be like, oh you want to just be friends? Oh, that sucks for you. Sierra is just young. Sierra, I just, I just, she's just young. Just not thinking straight you know um sierra's telling craig uh you know i wanted this dress to be like damn when he saw me austin we see wave at sierra but gets the cold shoulder all the bridesmaids are lining up kyle's grandma is sitting in the front row with an empty glass he's trying to get the last of some champagne out of there which to me reminded me very much of kyle carl gets up there uh frank amanda's dad is holding her hand Kyle says to, hey, Carl, uh, you know, up there. Amanda starts walking down the aisle with her dad. She says, it doesn't feel real. Paige says, she looks so pretty. Uh, Peter, Kyle's father, says, bravo, when Amanda walks by. Craig says, oh, boy, Paige is already crying. And uh, Frank, Amanda's dad, hands her off to Kyle and said, congratulations, you take, you, can, you take good care of her. And Amanda and Kyle finally stand in front of each other, which I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe we got to this moment. I oh, can't believe we got to this moment. Carl says, uh, you know, he makes the I made that I I've told you guys multiple times, but I was an officiant at my friend's wedding a year and a half ago and I killed it. It was over COVID. So it was supposed to be a 150 person wedding and it turned out we could only have 25 people there. But I want everybody to know I was so much better than Carl. I mean, we're talking not even the same stratosphere, but we did have a similar first joke saying that we were both ordained by the Universal Life Church. Um, So Carl must have stolen that from me, I believe. Um, And he's like, you know, Father Carl, but, you know, people can call me Father Carl, but why don't you just continue to call me Daddy? So we got in a creepy joke there, but I thank God he didn't bring anything about the basement flooding. Like, hey, Amanda's basement flooded in that wedding dress, huh? Um, He does the, if anybody has objections to today's ceremony, speak now or forever hold your peace. And that's when Hannah Burner walks right in. (laughs) Uh, Danielle goes, there's a ton of love in the air. I would be lying if I said there were times this summer where I didn't think this would happen at all, but I finally feel the excitement. Uh, We were getting talking heads from all the Summer House cast. Paige says, they made it through so many things that others would break up for they were but they were right uh sierra goes this hasn't been easy but they persevered and i'm happy that they got to this point god bless them and carl says the exchanging of the vows now and kyle's like i feel pretty good about our future um seeing how the last couple of weeks have gone 
and we got through it, you know. And thank you so much for never giving up on me or us or our love. And I promise to do the same. I just knew uh, – I promise to make you proud, to make you laugh, and probably to make you cry, but I will never stop loving you. And she says, I love you. And she says, Kyle, I didn't believe in love at first sight, but then I saw you in a photo on Instagram. Man, Instagram got a nice little name drop there. I promise to love you in sickness and in health and good or bad. This is the easiest – uh, decision I've ever made. I vowed when we first met to never lose that spark. I'll be emptying the dishwasher, putting on more ma- more mascara because I. And he goes big mascara guy over here. Yeah, I promise I love to love you and kiss you. You are my person and inspiration and my everything. And I, I cannot wait to spend a lifetime loving you. I can't wait. And Carl goes, that was amazing. Kyle placed the ring on Amanda's finger and say, this is the ring. Let this ring serve as a reminder of the promises I just made. And she's like, I joyfully announce you are now and forever husband and wife. And then they kiss. Andrea's there. He's like, oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to present Mr. and Mrs. Kyle and Amanda Cook. We see pictures of them walking down the aisle. And Kyle goes, it all worked out, babe. I'm a married man. Holy shit. We cut to Austin in a crowd talking to Lindsay. Um, Andrea is talking to them as well. And Andrea is like, I want to get married. This made me want to get married. And Austin goes, yeah, me too. And I'm like, sure, Austin, calm down. Maya says, I wish Oliver was still was here. Everybody's taking after wedding photos. Craig tells Paige, you look so good. And uh, Paige was like, yeah, I felt like I was at the Christmas concert looking for my parents, which is like, you know, Paige always gets me with those things. Like Paige gets it. That's a very, I remember, you know, we all like... Yeah. Uh, Amanda says the weather was beautiful. It held up. Julie, the wedding planner, says everything was perfect, which I got to remind people, they had a wedding planner. Why were they fucking stressed about the florist? Why wasn't Julie, the wedding planner, stressed out about the florist? Um, Andrea says he cried during the ceremony to Sierra. And I'm sure Sierra was like, no, we know, Andrea. Luke is there. This is the first time I saw Luke. I forgot all about Luke. Luke is talking to Robert and Daniel. Lindsay orders a Red Bull. Austin uh, is right next to Sierra. Lindsay runs up and uh, says, you did so good to Carl. Uh, Austin comes up and, and talks to Carl. like, hey, what did you think about it? Did you think it was okay? You know, Austin trying to be that bro. Like, hey, I really appreciated your performance up there. You know, what did you, hey, did you, did you, did you feel good? And he's like, ah, I felt all right. Lindsay goes, Austin, get out of here. And Lindsay says about Austin, he's, you know, he's a short term have fun with guy, she tells Carl. And I'm like, a second, at the end of the summer party, you were telling Paige it was between him and Carl. Now he's a short-term have fun with guy? Okay. Um, so Lindsay says, you know, after prom, everything that happened, you know, something completely switched for me. And I've started to want to look at the bigger picture, the long-term situation with us. And she, in a talking head, says, since the end of summer, Carl and I have spent a lot of time together trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out what all this means because this is real life shit, especially because this is my best friend. And I was like, man, this is, I mean, think about it. This is like big implications here. You know, they're like a little older and stuff. Things start getting real. Um, she, uh, she's like, I'm kind of like developing feelings that are stronger than friendship. And I, and I don't, I don't know. Am I alone in this? She asks him. And he just pauses and she's like, say something. And he goes, listen, we have an incredible friendship and connection. There's no denying it. And the last couple of weeks, yeah, I've looked at you differently. And 
possibly dating is scary. It's scary, right? And she's like, very scary. And I don't hit the market until January because that'll be his year. And she goes, step by step. And he goes, yeah, day by day. And uh, she, he goes, I'm a day at a time right now. And I appreciate you being supportive of that. So we that's how we leave this. But it's like, you know. So it's like, I, I like the honesty. I like all of that. We cut to the DJ announcing, you know, the first time. The first time, Kyle and Amanda Cook, you know, and I I was thinking, I remember this part of my wedding so much is, you know, it, oh God, man, I was, I, I remember going in and I was sweating so hard. It was so nerve wracking. But then when you get out, it was such a blast. It was so much fun. I just, I trip up. I was just like, oh my God, I, it was such a fun night. And I know things turned out, you know, I'm obviously not married anymore and that's sad and sucks, but. That night, it is weddings are just the best, you know. It's like I highly recommend getting married <laughs> just for the party, just you know, no matter how it turns out. It's like all your friends and family are there, and it's one of those just really special moments. I always remember looking at, uh, you know, my, my grandma's uh, who, uh, uh, you know, one's passed away and one's 98 years old, they were there, and, and all my best friends. And I remember dancing around to Mr. Jones, which is like my favorite song because I'm a nerd. And they played that at the very end and all my friends were jumping up around me. And it was, I mean, that's gotta feel what heaven feels like a little bit, you know, it was just true, pure joy. And, and my ex was so happy and it was just, it was so wild. So I was sitting there going, Oh man, that's just fun. Everybody. And we, I mean, and also we had an open bar, so that really helped things along. <laughs> so, uh, they're all dancing. Everybody's having a fun time. Kyle gets a microphone and goes, uh, you know, I want to give so much thanks for, you know, Frank and Donna for making this wedding go from impossible to wedding. Amazing. And Amanda's like, what Kyle's trying to say is, uh, so thankful for all of you. It's been a, a thousand hundred and twenty days since we were supposed to do this for the first time. Thank you for all being here. I love you. Let's fucking dance. Oh, maybe you meant eleven twenty days since they met. No, no, because remember they they had two other dates before this. Um, I gotta say, at this point, they did drop the ball on the whole Austin Lindsay and Austin Sierra storyline. Like, why focus on Austin at all if we do not get any clarification on anything? We did not get the Austin Sierra moment that we should have gotten, and I know they're gonna save that for Winterhouse, but that's so dumb because they did actually. We do see a Winterhouse like coming up on Winterhouse, and we see them like dancing naked in the snow or like kind of doing a snow game. We see Tom Sandoval in his undies. If you guys see him, Medita was like, I don't know who that is. I'm like, it's Tom Sandoval. I can't believe he's like, I thought he was skinnier. Um, but uh, it's kind of the same thing we saw last season when we saw the little teaser for Winterhouse. So I'm down, loved Winterhouse. So I'm excited to see another season of it. But I was, I thought they'd really drop the ball with the Austin stuff. Like, why even have him there if we didn't get to, we didn't get anything? Like, I, I didn't know if it was like, oh, don't ruin the wedding. So we're not going to focus on that. But why focus on him at all? Then don't give him any screen time. So then we get next time on the Summer House Reunion. And we see Maya saying that she doesn't like Austin. And Alex goes, he's the Honda Civic of male attractiveness. And I'm like, there's the Alex that we need. Uh, we see Andy going, are you married to work or Amanda, Kyle? And um, and is like, he's married to his job. And then uh, Andy's like, well, in our newest couple, Carl and Lindsay, no one in the house seems to like photos of you and Carl. Why do you think that is? Which I'm like, is that true? I need to know way more about that. Paige says something nasty about Lindsay and who's deemed worthy to be inside her or something. And 
And Paige goes, I know you want to step up, st- stick up for her all the time, Carl. What did you do this summer? And he's like, I had a great fucking summer. Do not step to Carl Page. Listen, Paige, I dig you in certain ways, but that's not cool. Do not step to Carl. Um, and then we have Danielle saying, like, did you know the moment you threw a glass at me to Sierra? Why didn't you reach out? And, you know, she's like, I've developed a hatred for you. And then we see Andy going, you haven't looked Lindsay in the eyes once to Paige. And Paige goes, nope. And... I was like, damn, damn, man. He's like, that's why I like to do the reunions. But it's like, damn, man. So that's what we have to look forward to next week. And I wonder, they didn't say if it's one or two parts. I'm hoping for a two-part. I'm scared it's only one part, though. I'll be very sad if it's only one part. I really, I want Bravo to reconsider if that's true. And I hope if you're going to make the Summer House Southern Charm multiverse they really blew it by not having Austin or Craig there at the reunion. You know, they were in enough episodes this season where they should have been there, period. Craig alone for dating Paige should be there. It's like a house husband. Anyways, you guys, this was a super long episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. We went through a lot, man. We talked about Roe v. Wade. We talked about the Met Cala. We talked about Real Housewives of New Jersey. We talked about Summer House. We talked about it all, and that's life. And I hope you have a good day today and a good rest of your week, even though I'll be just talking to you the next day and the day after that. But um, thanks so much for being with me today. here today, and I will talk to you very soon. Bye. Betches.